Stephen Brody Stevens, you ladies and gentlemen. Brody protects little Stephen. The Comedy Store would like you to know that the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are strictly those of the speakers or authors and do not necessarily reflect or represent the views and opinions held by the Comedy Store and its affiliates. Now, Brody's an Arizona guy. Went to college here. Went to college, so he's... Arizona State, you got it. You got it. Are they lose? Did they lose or are they losing to USC right now? Keep that quiet. Okay, we're not talking about it. I get it. I get it. Uh, And uh, so, Brody, you were there at At, the Comedy Store. Yeah, Comedy Store podcast. I'm here right now. Yes, you got it. True, and you have done the Comedy Store podcast before. I believe we got interrupted by uh, phone calls. Andrew Andrew Dice Dice Clay. If you're going to get interrupted. Have it be Dice. That's one. Andrew Dice That's Clay. I was honored. Never heard of him. I like this guy. All right. Can they pick That's up the audience? That's a guy I can is, date. Is the audience mic'd up? <laughs> no. Okay. No, but we'll have him yell it out if we need it. I would right. say yell or don't interact. I mean, I bet oh, I'm there, you know. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You know me, Brody. I like. They should have a mic for the audience. All right, here we go. Right. Yes. Here we go. I'm you here got it. And uh, yeah, Arizona and uh, it's the been comedy great, store. The festival, right? Festival has been. Uh, Really, uh, yeah, organized, good vibe, laid back, professional, good food. Oh, yeah. Hotel's nice. The uh, restaurant's nice. The little pop-up studio is cool. It's great. And uh, it's good. Like I was, I, was, I was mentioning on one of the videos we were doing how uh, it's, a re- it's really it's an organized festival. You do a lot of comedy festivals, and they're not organized, or they're making excuses and this and that. This thing... You got the shuttle vans on time. You got everything. Everything's moving. going. Nice little sponsorship. It's a and it's it's a nice vibe. So I'm that's having a, a good time. That's going to be the word of the podcast, vibes. Because yeah, that's what we, that's we were talking about. about. Oh, vibe. The vibe at the well, comedy store. The yeah, comedy the vibe store. Matters. That the vibe changed when technically they got rid of Tommy, but also when Eric, Eric. and Adam just took it over the comedy store. I mean, he Adam was doing the booking and stuff. But Eric was doing the shape of the club, the, cl- the actual business of the club, which is not an easy thing. And then lifting that vibe, black cloud, if you will. <laughs> I, I, I hate to say we lifted the black off the black building, but you know what I mean? Like, it just, it did become a different place, don't you think? Not a different place, but a better vibe, a more positive. Yeah, I, I mean, me, I, I've been performing there since uh, like 2000. I got passed. So... I had a beer. I normally don't drink. But, hey, that, that's how good this festival is, is yeah. that it, it caused me to, to drink. drink. <laughs> Brody's <laughs> drunk, story. No, I'm a little great. buzzed. Want to do buzzed. some shots? Let's get some no, shots. No, we can do no, that. No. If No, because we have, an, have a show later, so I'm a little, hey, man, I'm a little tipsy. Do you so, know how great the show would be? I could use a water, actually. Totally. If there is, I'm being, I'm being, for, Are I'm, you barking orders at the crowd that's not mic'd? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I have a dry mouth. We're on a, we're on a show. So oh, that's awesome. The Comedy Store... Um, yes, the vibe changed. I think it was a combination. Yeah, people don't realize that Eric came yes. in there like he's a, a like a fixer. He's like the uh, you know the bar rescue guy. Just came in. Absolutely. No, he came in. No, it was like though. just perfect professional. You know, friendly but business, and uh, you know got stuff done. And then you know got guys talk. You could talk to a uh, you know some of the door guys. 
they know what's going on. I talk to door guys. I talk to waitresses, but I, I talk to the door guys, and, you know, they know. And Eric's a big part of it. I'm not just saying that. Adam Eget from the Tempe Improv. Yes, who we were I, just talking about. Adam grew up in the Valley with me. I've known Adam since his childhood. Were you guys bar mitzvah together? Um, well, I wasn't bar mitzvah, but he uh, grew up with Brazello. You know, Mike Brazello, the yeah. coach of the Cubs. Yeah, like his, absolutely. His family grew up with Brazello's family. Oh, that's awesome. So that's awesome. Adam went to Joe Torre baseball camp out in Encino as a kid. So I've known Adam. I've known the What Egan's. was your part in the Joe Torre baseball club? Yeah. I, I was a, a, a camper, and then later on I graduated to uh, being able to drive the kids home. At, you know, a camp driver. And then I and there's was, been no accusations in that, right? No accusations. Okay, no, Thank God. I'm, I'm just safe. Me too. Me I'm too. Clean. <laughs> so, uh, yes, Eric, Adam, I also feel that the, um, you know, Rogan coming back But was that's good. what I'm saying. Yeah, them getting them to feel safe to come back yeah. to this kind of shitty environment. I mean, for me, I... I wrote a book. I mean, I guess I was like, when I got there, I was, it was, I was telling somebody, it was like, it was intimidating. It was a scary, it was a scary place to go. Yeah. And then I would have my late night spots and I was around the, I was, I kind of wrote above the craziness, to be honest. I saw it, but maybe sure. I just got used to it. It's a comedy story. You're used to craziness, craziness, chairs being thrown, <laughs> fighting. Uh, it, somebody throws chairs. Oh what? yeah. <laughs> um, just, it, it was, it was. It was loose. Like, I would say now, yeah, the uh, the comedians kind of police the place. But back then, it was more like they ran the place. And I, I don't yeah. feel like – I feel like it's a nice mix now. Like, comedians can do what they want, but there's somebody who's, like, closing up shop. And we know when that room – like, a, a green room area or, like, people respect that. Whereas before, they would push it a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I feel like um, before, of course, the inmates used to run the asylum, and that's because, like, we, we, going back to what you were saying with Mitzi not being around all night or only coming in at a certain maybe two days a week, she wasn't there. No, but there was no fear. Like, before, when I first started, she would show up. We would all be like, uh-oh, Mitzi's here, background action. Everybody move, do something, pick something up. <laughs> right. We'd be terrified. Yeah, move. But you got to look busy. You don't want it, even you're if right, it was get the slow. Notebook, notebooks yeah. out. Pretend. You're writing jokes, tag it. Do something, you know. Everybody move, because that's how she was. But now, it's like, they. I feel like it's come back, because people are like, oh, shit, Eric's here. You really? know, like Yeah, like, in a good way, though. Like, <laughs> know, we got to be working. Like, yeah. or, but it... The problem. Is, are I mean, you, the are you saying is, from like a uh, comedian point of view, or waitress, from because you wait, you were waitress, waitress? So you're saying from that, okay? Yeah, from that's the a wait, whole yeah, from maybe, the yeah, staff. Yeah, but if you can keep the staff, so that explains it. And organ, yeah. <laughs> if you can keep the staff organized, you oh, know, then you, everything else kind of falls into. I mean, that's another thing. The uh, the girls and the guys and everybody. It is like a, a finely tuned rock and roll machine back there, and they're and they're having and they're not. It's good energy. They're no, not, and that's the other thing that's going back to the vibe. They're in, they enjoy, hopefully, they enjoy they where they work it. and they're having a great time. And that, to me, is important in any establishment that you run that's, that's a service-oriented establishment, that the staff likes what they're doing and where they're at, and then the, the, your guests will pick up on that vibe. Absolutely. You'll, you'll feel like if you go into a place where you know, that the management is mean to the staff and the staff feels beaten down right. and stuff like that, you pick up on that vibe right away, I think. And I think now when you come into the comedy store, the staff is happy, you know, the place is busy, you know, people are making money. Like, so you do that, the phenomenal late night, you know, uh, show in the main room yeah. and That's you fun. do it in front of an audience. You know, like yeah. where I, I'd say, you know, when I first got there around one o'clock, 
there wasn't anybody left in that room, That's in any true. of the rooms, really. I mean, yeah. there was like four or five comics left, and then whoever was at the end of the lineup got to go on in front of those four or five comics for as long as they wanted to go on. But now you come to the end of our shows, <clears throat> excuse me, and there's an audience to play for. Yeah. And, and maybe it's, you know, maybe one night it's 15 people, but one, some nights it might be 40 people. Yeah, it's you know? sometimes it's till, been 100. Till closing. It's yeah, been sometimes crazy. it's 100 people. Yeah. So I, I think that's a different vibe where, you know, the staff can, you know, is working in a busy room where they have the potential to make, you know, really great money yes. all night long. And, but the, the comics can come in at any, you can have almost any spot on the show and you're going to play to a good audience. And I think that makes a whole big difference. Yeah, I mean, I do that main room on Fridays and Saturdays, and I'm going on at, you know, 12.45 sometimes. And I always have fun. Never, and it could be, yeah, it's never like, yeah, sometimes it's less than others, but it's always good. You get the belly room now going on. It's oh, just it's crazy. Uh, I, I think I did it um, the main room a couple weeks ago, and there had to be 150 people in there at that late hour. Right before yeah, you. There, yeah, there. Uh, I was like, this is great because this is also not only the vibe, but then they're saying to see Brody, like they're Brody fans. They're like, oh shit, we we want. Well, and and you get you get a following with that show exactly. too. Is you know, like everybody knows that you're going to close the show and it becomes your spot, and people are turning up even later for the show just to see your. Portsman too, you yeah. know, he does his oh, thing. Brian, yeah, and he'll sure. dim the lights. I bring him up. It's different. <laughs> he, yeah, he I love doing his it. thing. That's true. I love doing it. But you know, you're t- I'm not. I'm not. Uh, you know, you're talking about other clubs, and I was thinking about how why the comedy store is is the way it is because I'm not, I'm not going to name these clubs, but or a club, but um, you know, I call in for I do my avail. It's okay to play other. It's It's the way it is. You yeah, can, you gotta I, make look, money. They're, they're, yeah, you're you're all professionals and you're all out to perform, right? So we're not. But you the do only... have some loyalty, you know. Oh, no, is, there is fine, human but... element involved. But and... we're only putting most comics on for 15 minutes to 20 minutes. So there's a lot of night left ahead of you. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I, I have way. no expectation that you're only coming to the comedy. Oh, store. okay. I n- I've never had that. Expectation. I didn't know that. Let me uh, <laughs> you know, changes everything. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the other, one of the, some of the other clubs, they're they're corporate, too corporate. Meaning, for right. me personally, what happened was I can think of a specific thing. You put in the veils. You, they, this one particular place, you're putting them in like it's a new system and it's like three weeks of advanced. Oh so yeah, three weeks advanced. Then. You get an email confirmation, and then you have to email back ASAP. And if you don't, you don't get a spot. The spot it goes away. Says it so it's like just negative ASAP. energy. You're reading You're negative energy. Right. Yeah, I, I don't like ASAP in any email. That always makes it actually just annoys me. Yeah, that's that. Of course, that, anybody who ever hears this podcast is going to probably send me all emails ASAP. With ASAP. <laughs> <laughs> but, that's how the comedy but, store works. Yeah, I know. So, it, it, made it, it, it made it. It made me, you know, appreciate. The comedy store. And then, I mean, beyond that, it went to, like, me having to shift something around. And I got another email, like, well, you can do this, but you can't. And it's like, it makes, then you go, look at the comedy store. You, you, you call in, your, te- your veils or text them in, whatever. On Mondays. And then they call you back or text you back. And then you show up. You don't have to, like, let the club know, I'll be there. And, promise. And if you don't, promise, it, promise. your spot goes. It's like, it, you just, you treat each other. With respect. And then if you have to sh- move things like you're around. Saying, everybody's did, fun. But yeah. it made it it made it me this club like it was just I could see why like why that particular club is not what it is because they're not the comedians. Yeah. You wanna be like 
have the comedians be so it, yeah it comes back to the comedians it comes well back it comes up. back to what he's saying like make it in a fun environment like i was teasing saying like the the girls are like oh no eric's here but what i'm saying what i mean is is that it's an authoritative presence it's not a mean presence it's like okay we're a real business See a little bit of that and but yeah. we're <laughs> but not much i mean okay. thank you you're, you're, you're i, I might not mean but i'm not super mean <laughs> no no it's, you know, you're no, I like you i think what ellen is saying is right i'll start the by way. hitting you yeah, how about well, that right so. now that's, that's the only <laughs> way i get off so. but you also eric you don't try to be thank uh you. i mean you're a good sense of humor but you don't uh you let the comedians you don't you don't be them but you also don't like take their energy away I'm oh, not saying yeah. that. some people will do that. Some what? people, I'm not naming names anywhere at anywhere. I'll name but, names. <laughs> well, there's, but, but, but there's sometimes employees <laughs> or even comedians will kind of like you're getting re- you, you kind of like have a feel for comedians. No. Like you understand their yeah. space and when to talk to, when not to, how to, you know, I pick up on that with you. Well, I, I honestly try to treat everybody at the club the same. Oh, I don't, it doesn't oh, really? matter that your level of, you know, I mean, I, I, I try to treat everybody to with respect it. and you know, be professional and, you know, and, yeah. you know, some of them I know better than other ones and maybe I joke around with them, but I try to be respectful of all of the comics in the same way so that it doesn't seem like I'm like, oh, it's He's only so nice and to so. her. Yeah, he's, he's only, only nice to, to him. And, and yeah. I think for me that, that works. So it's not genuine. That works best. Exactly. That's my... <laughs> Nothing's genuine <clears throat> in Hollywood. But I genuinely like <laughs> the comic. I mean, I, I genuinely like my job and I like all the people that are there. And, and the big... The big difference that I saw that we needed to do was to make the club welcoming to comics, which is what yeah. I didn't think we were. I thought it was ex- really. I thought it was exclusive and it and was like mean a boys' club. You picked up on that, yeah. When I first got there, and I was like, why? Why do certain comics n- never come here? And like, I, I mean, understand, they, like, they didn't. Yeah, it yeah, was no, like, I mean, like no. don't come at all. Think of Greg Fitzsimmons. He I never remember came Seinfeld. This was maybe I'm gonna say eight. I'm gonna say ten years ago. Ten years ago. Okay. And he was at a Fox Sports doing a pilot thing, and I was the warm-up guy. And I mentioned Dice. He says, "Oh, Dice still, Dice still performs." I go, "Yeah." He goes up to the Comedy Store. I go, That's still going on. Like I remember Seinfeld said that, <laughs> but that was ten years ago. I'm thinking like now the Comedy Store is the number one spot, and Dice, of course, everyone knows. And Dice Seinfeld is- came last year and performed. Yeah, he yeah. did, and he complained about how mean Mitzi was to him the whole time. <laughs> Which is awesome. Which is awesome <laughs> yeah. because she was very honest and she did pass him. She made him a paid regular, but then she didn't see where he fit in. It never, his comedy never, Spoke she never her. got it. Yeah. yeah. And, which is fine. And she always told me, oh, he's just awful. And I was like, <laughs> she actually told me <laughs> some crazy shit, but I can't say all of it. But, she, but that one, I remember like her being like, yeah, he just didn't work for us. And I was like, wow, it's Seinfeld. Yeah. He had the oh, number really? one show. Yeah, and well, he's but, a New York guy. He had, to fight, he had to earn his L.A. But he, is, but he bought a house down the street from Mitzi after he became successful. Oh, he did? Yeah. Despite yeah. her? I, I don't know whether it was despite but her. He, I'm just telling you that is, that's where he bought a house. It doesn't so. even bother her because she wouldn't even notice. That's I want, my favorite I wanna, part. Because this is a... Uh, this is a uh, you know comedy store podcast. I want to, I want people to know like my history. Yes. Oh, you know I feel. No, <laughs> but I you know I grew up in the valley. Grew up in the San Fernando Valley. Eight one eight. Eight one eight till I die. And my mom dated Jack, who lived on Holloway over there on. Uh, oh, that's Holloway closer and, to me. That's my name. Uh, Altaloma. Okay. You know that yeah, is? yeah, okay. right Absolutely. up there. So this is yeah. like in the eighties. So in the 80s, and he had a patio, I could always see the comedy store, the lights of the comedy store. Really? But this, is, this was in the 80s. Yeah. So I always would see the... I never knew about it, but... 
like a long distance relationship. Yeah, I just remember the flashing lights of the, uh, you could see it from there. And when I first did comedy, tried it, was back in 93. I took a workshop at UCLA and it was Pauly Shore's sister ran it. Sandy Sandy Seashore. Seashore. And I took it specifically. That's her middle name. We didn't make it up. Because it was the comedy store. I didn't know that. I felt like I had a connection with the comedy store. And I saw that Mitzi, I mean, Sandy was teaching that course, so I felt like I'm going to learn this comedy store. I felt connected with it. I had a comedy store binder. And so, yeah, and we would take her class. That's so cute. Yeah, Yeah. I I still, um, but I'll tell you real quick. I did the, we do the class over at UCLA on a Tuesday night, do like two minutes. And then after the class, I always drive by the comedy store. This is 1990, yeah, 1993. I was I, there. You were there, okay. Yeah, I what? drive by the comedy store and I go like one Hitting day. Hitting on Andrew Dice Clay, nice. Wait a minute, wait yeah, a sorry. minute. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm very focused, yeah. there we go. Very focused, that wasn't until 2000. Right. Anyway, go ahead. But I would drive by and I'd go, yeah, one day, maybe. I mean, one day. And then we had our graduating class there and I got to perform right there in the original room in 93. Yeah. That was my first time. and. I, I mean, I, so when I, you know, I consider myself a comedy store comedian for in my various what I do. I mean, I'm at the prime time. I mean, I can play. I can do it all. I can play all the different. We spots, know that. Of course. But I'm just loyal to it. I don't I, I'm not a bandwagon comedy store guy. So I take oh, pride absolutely. in that. You know what I mean? I was there. You before made your bones and there. before yeah. late night. And, you know, Tommy, to be honest, always gave me a couple spots a week, which was nice. And he says, you know, if you're in town. You got a Friday, Saturday, you know, always got one on like after the hump, which was fine. And I'd like lead into Don Barris. But uh, yeah, Tommy was good with that. But I never had main room spots. Never, ever anything in there. And then interesting. You mean with Tommy? I didn't never know that. until I I didn't pay attention. until the very end, because maybe five, six years ago, I was going to go do La Jolla. And he said, uh, because you're going to do a longer set, why don't you go up in the main room at the end and, and do like 30 minutes? And work on the hour. For yeah. The, yeah, well, yeah, to do La Jolla. Right. So I did it, <clears throat> and then I ended up doing La Jolla, and then Tommy kept giving me that late-night spot. So I said, okay, I'll keep doing it and doing it. And then I fleshed it out to the point where I tape my special, which is in who knows what's going to happen with that. CISO went away, but and I'll still continue It'll to do get my out spot. There. Right. But, yeah, Tommy, like – he gave me that that spot for to get ready for La Jolla, and I just kind of kept doing it. Yeah, and you uh, owned it. I, yeah, thank you. I mean, yeah, I, and, and you it, built something out of it's it. It's true. It's a great because now yeah, everybody wants to do it. If you've never been to it. the comedy store late night, Brody does. Uh, he, Extended he's the last, set. Yeah, he does. A, he's the last act on, and he does an hour, sometimes, I, sometimes. sometimes more. Uh, Wait set a minute. I'd say average forty-five. I come and take a temperature of the room, right? Somewhere around the hour mark, and then we go from there, right? So. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, it's it, but it's Eric a you know that in. the late night thing. It's you got to read the audience because you don't want to keep them against their will. Exactly. You got to read them and uh, also not give them shtick. They don't want to see shtick when they've seen everything, and no. they don't want to be berated either. 
Yeah. So you got to be kind of. No, it's a very interactive show too. I mean, you've built it. You've made it your own. Yeah, yeah. So, and I think a lot of people turn up just for it when they know that you're on the the late night spot. Yeah, I appreciate it. I have fun with that. Yeah, and you read it. Sometimes they want jokes. Sometimes they want a little. I'll interact with the comedians, and then sometimes. Oh I'll yeah, do that's them. It my just, favorite. Uh, I'm just lucky I have it. I keep doing it, and you know, but I'm not gonna. I always have fun doing it, and you know, so. Yeah. I'm not there this weekend. Who knows? You know, maybe I'll be. Well, if maybe somebody new, me. fantastic, is taking over that. Wait, spot. you never know. Don't <laughs> do that to a comic. Are you I mean, nuts? I'd be like, like Lou Gehrig. Oh Berrigan my God! Walk, so I just want to. He say might spe- leave now to close yeah, the main room. But specifically for this podcast, and then you're here, Eric. And I just <clears> want to say, like, you know, say that yeah, the comedy store is real, like foundation, and it is nice to see you know everyone doing their thing. I just hope it continues. Us uh, us too. (laughs) No, absolutely. Like when I see Brody, I think him as family. I now think of you as family, but he really was. I remember Brody from the graduation class to coming back to getting passed to just, you know, really doing the grind and becoming Brody, becoming Stephen Brody Stevens. You got it. You switched name, whatever you want to do. It's you're good at it. Yeah. Those original room spots, you know, those were, those were brutal. I used to watch them. I'd be, picking up my drinks like oh how does he do this? they were hard and it was a do- <laughs> and then i decided Jeez, to do comedy no i'm saying because i would wa- as a waitress i was watching the comics like the fuck are they doing you know there's six people in here and <laughs> n- most of them are like you know pissed off or drunk or they pissed off their date and their date left so they're like i'll sit and watch this fucking guy you know and but then used you to be, go on yeah and you get them to come around. And Enjoy so that was inspiring it. to me. Oh, thanks. Like, I never wanted to be a comic at that point, but I was like, wow, how the fuck did he do that? Like, and now I get to do it late night. Yeah. Like, I'm learning. I'm in the grind like you were. Yeah, it was, uh, I was never, like, scared doing that room. I, but it was, never. Uh, you had to be, you have to be, like, on your game. But back then, I remember it would be, like, darker. That room was darker. I'm telling so you. If darker really, light-wise just, or just darker vibe-wise? No, darker or, light. All of it. Light. Dark, light. It was darker, which made it a little <laughs> more. I mean, you can turn the lights down anyway, but I'm saying overall, I, it was. I, it I was mean, like, if it's better, maybe I, I would turn. The no, I said. No. <laughs> okay. I know like how it, it is when a little bit. Holtzman mm-hmm. goes on. Oh, like that. It felt like that uh, all the time. Yeah. Not so, because of Holtzman's comedy. I'm just no, saying like, no, no, the no, lights no, no, are no. dark. Yeah. He likes a, a spot like the room's dark and yeah, Holtzman's in but a But like spot. in the main room, <laughs> me personally, I mean, it's like those are like that's a lot of people. That's like an incubator. You like. That's a lot yeah. of lights. Yeah. But that original room, it was hard. But then you got like, so, like literally like something. You're like reaching out for like a, somebody to help you. So yeah. you'll hear a voice. You're looking for a help. lifeline. Throw me, yeah. throw me something. Whereas now you can kind of see people a little more. Oh, you over there. It's a little more. Plus the mood is a little lighter. But now, now it's a lot lighter. But I mean, bef- back yeah. then it was still like that kind of dreary but even sunset strip it went through a lot oh, of like oh, yeah, yeah. negative energy and, and then coming you know the uh <clears throat> you know house of blues getting that vibe whatever concert was going on across the street do you remember when they built the house of blues or no um i came here like right about when that was happening were you there before when Mitzi yeah. owned the <laughs> oh no 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 oh, that, i wasn't I mean, there when she ago. owned the place across the street right but the uh the little saloon she called it i think yeah. i have a shirt though do you and she gave me a lot of weird merchandise <laughs> that nobody else has and uh anyway so she um when they were building the house of blues we in the original room there's a giant front window that you can see as a glass window you can see out of and it has some names written uh, on it a, a number of people have asked me what you know why we don't get rid of that window oh yeah those people i love quiet. the window 
Too bad. Well, that I, so my feeling stays. is Mitzi sure put that window in. Yeah. Like, wh- who am I to say get rid of the window? Right. You, she you wanted send them uh, to me when they. Come. Yeah, I will okay, fight them all. I'll so, fist fight them. We, we, and then I explain. made a conscious effort not to change. Thank you, them. I like the window because it feels like it's, it's like an aquarium. Store. You're looking yeah. up. You're like. That's what she wanted. Like you walk by and you get to see them, even though you can't really see them if you're walking by. <laughs> I just keep the window pleaser. I like. Oh no, we're not. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. Well, we did that because we do earlier shows. Yeah, but don't ever get rid of that window. It's so amazing. And then also, um, but when they were building House of Blues, I remember Mitzi was sitting in the uh, in the original room in the bucket seats on the side, not the ones in the back. She was sitting and she was looking out the window, and I was like, "Oh, what is she doing?" <laughs> like in the booth, she was sitting, not bucket seats. And she's looking out the window, and I walked in. I was like, "Is everything okay?" And she's like, "No," and she was smoking a cigarette, and I'm like. Okay, anything I can do? Like, because you're nervous, you know, you're on edge because she fire you for nothing. So you had to be careful. And I was like, um, anything I can do for you? And she was like, yeah, tell him to stop building this fucking building. <laughs> and I was like, I can't, I don't, I can't tell them. You want me to go across the street? And there's all this construction happening. She goes, they're going to fuck up my view. And I was like, why would you want people looking out? <laughs> <laughs> what was there before? It was nothing. Oh, was really? You could that, see the whole. You, you, I love how you could see the. But you've oh, noticed, it's beautiful now. But you've right noticed now, the, the view, view now, right? Because yeah. they knocked down the House of Blues. And so at that moment, I was so young and I was just like, oh, okay. You know, and I just walked out. I'm like, hey, she wants them to stop fucking working across the street. And they were like, don't listen to her. I'm like, okay. And then the House of Blues went up and I didn't pay attention until they knocked it down. Yeah. This year? Yeah. Yeah, it was this the year. The view is spectacular. You can I see feel awful. I'm like, Mitzi, you should come back. Like, this is crazy. Like, <laughs> come back good. and just sit here because it's so beautiful. But that's going to be something. They're building a hotel yeah, yeah, there, Yeah, it's right? going to be a, a, a very large building, probably as tall as the uh, Mondrian. You know, what's that? Oh, God. That's going to change. You, are you nervous that that may change the vibe or no? No, I, I think I, it would help. Hotels help us. Well, I, yeah, I think hotels help. I think the added traffic, the foot traffic on the street will help. And I think right now other businesses being on Sunset would help. We're, we're really the only club yeah. in our little area, our section of the strip, we're, we're it for entertainment. Yeah. Then you have to go like two miles down the road to get to, maybe one mile down the road, but to get to the whiskey and right. the rainbow and all of that. Yeah. There just aren't that many clubs left on Sunset Boulevard. So I agree. I, I, and I think it's ranch. great when Sunset's a destination and I think we all benefit on Sunset from, from it being a destination. Sure. So the more things that are there, so you're coming and you're going to something else and you're like, oh, I forgot about the comedy store. And then people remember and then they, the next time they plan a trip to us or they look us up online. But I mean, are you, I mean, it, what I mean, what could be across the street? Maybe it's a crazy noise, maybe how they make the valet or That's are what you they fearful say about of us. that? Are yeah. you? <laughs> it's <laughs> true. Well, well, I used to have to go to the meetings in West Hollywood when they right. started with the taxing on it, right. like really high taxing. And her, the comedy store tax was enormously higher than a lot of the others. Right. And we were like, what the? Why? We don't have, like, Saddle Ranch has fights. Saddle, you need security for Saddle Ranch. House of Blues has fight things like that. We don't even have fights. We're just a friggin' comedy club. And they were like, yeah, we, you, you we, um, they just didn't, they said we made the most noise. They said that the, the, the crowd on the front, like hanging out on the patio bar, was always loud. Leaving there, they were loud. They park in the hills, they're loud. I don't know if that was the staff or the actual, <laughs> but oh, really? you never know. Cause I the think it was staff, probably the residents complaining well, more the staff, so than... Well, we parked behind the right, thing, yeah, well, so they we, still, we would all walk up park. as a group and be loud. And so we were like, what the fuck, we're loud? 
But that's what they said yeah. in West Hollywood. Now, too. now we're the West Hollywood's one. happy that we're still there. Yeah. Because there's just nothing else. I mean, there's no other clubs near us. It's they true. love the comedy it's store, full though. Circle. Yeah, no, yeah. they're great to us. The the city of West Hollywood's great to us. And they've always been. It was just that we didn't understand how why the tax was so high. They're very nice. They're they were always been oh, yeah. really cool with so. us. And the, but they were adding security because there were so many stupid fights and stuff. So the taxes went up. And then we went to find out why. And you've never lived until you've seen the mayor of West Hollywood. He's joy. And uh, <laughs> oh my God, he was so funny. He was so flamboyant. I think he was wearing short shorts. I was like, okay, this can't be real. Are we in Reno 911? Like it was that elaborate. And we were, sh he just came in for a meeting. I was like, he don't even have a suit on. Like it's amazing. He's just wearing a tank top. So it's like a real <laughs> deal to West Hollywood. Oh, yeah. It's, it's not like a it's joke. The, no, it's no. a real deal. They, they, they the mayor's weapons. not that way anymore. Oh, yeah, I mean, like, they might have got rid mayor. of her. Yeah, him, yeah. That's whatever <laughs> it is now. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it was funny when we met with him. We were like, what is happening? But he, they were honest. I mean, they said we were the loudest. So that's why. Yeah. But now it's come full circle and everybody is excited. Yeah. That we're, the, we're putting the foot traffic there. But when that, when that, when that new hotel across the street comes up, maybe that's going to affect the sound. It's going to bounce back. Ooh. That right now, be. it's kind of... It, like, goes out. It's it going like goes down out. the LA. Oh, out into the... It sends a positive energy across the city. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> I mean, what do you think? Positive and now you're going to get this hotel, and you're going to you get more... You got it. I, I think the only thing that I don't then like... it would have our positive energy bouncing back to us. There you go. The so, only thing I don't I like about Sunset... It's always on the positive side. I like made. this. Yeah, this whole vibe go. thing, I mean, I'm going to get you a shirt. Vibe matters. The, the only <laughs> thing I don't like about Sunset Strip... Oh, I thought you were going to say the comedy store. <laughs> you know what I don't like about the comedy store? That's what I really need to know, actually. So. I could tell oh, we'll you if you I had thought about it. Really? No, I don't need to think about it. I don't have... I don't have Just really so you know, several people a week do really? tell me what they don't like about the comedy store. Are you store. kidding? No, Obviously, the, yeah. they really? complain about yeah, some the window. Complain. You, if I had to think about it, I'd probably maybe have one or two. Would you that. really? Are you fucking kidding me? Really? No, I'm kidding. That's no, I didn't think about it. The window... People are complaining I like the about. I the only thing I would say, Sunset Strip, I don't like the, uh, sometimes the cars are speeding a little much these days, just well, in yeah. general anyway, but there's a lot of, a lot of uh, Armenian Persian racing. Wait a minute. You know, it's like Beverly Hills versus Glendale. you're going to get racing on the racing. <laughs> well, that's, that's what they're doing. Brody. It's, they're racing. How do you they're know racing. they're Armenian? Like, I know, I see or their Persian, cars. Persian, rather. I see where they're coming from. Beverly Hills are the Persian guys. <laughs> Glendale. And if they make it to the Laugh Factory, it's like extended play, like when you're playing pole position. Oh, if you pass my God. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's what it is. I mean, it's, obviously, you, you have a... You've given this some thought. Yeah. I'm there every night. I watch these guys <laughs> speed by. That's my only complaint. Is, okay, so that has or the speedy. I don't just like so speeding. you know that has nothing to do with the comedy store though. That's the actual Sunset Strip, and nobody can control that. Like I can't send Eric out there in like a neon top and slow that traffic down. <laughs> I mean, <Slow>. they could. <laughs> Maybe they could. him and Holtzman that would work. They could. Holtzman that, could do did it. You, so didn't they used to chase Robert Epervaya out into traffic? I guess that oh. was to slow it down, right? On there Mondays. you go. That really upset me when they did that. But it, yeah, like uh, there was a comic. If you don't know, this guy's been at the. Some people talk about him on the podcast. A lot of people have asked me to have him on the podcast. Oh, you should. I would love to have Robert William Epperby on the podcast, but um, we're going to have to do it in an open arena because that scent is not to oh, be got So for, no, uh, you know, for people that. who don't know, so Robert Epperby is a stand-up comic. He's been at the comedy store for... A very long time. He, 20 years? Tw more than that. 25 years? Yeah. He is 
he established himself as the closing act of Actually, Potluck on Mondays. Oh, just it, like me. It might be 35 years. I'm going to be honest. Could be. Because like uh, Robin Williams, when he came in, right, he, he had a like, flashback. He, he was like, like oh my what God, Robin. the <laughs> fuck? That guy's still here? He freaked out. And then, um, but he wears the same green suit. He wears all a green the time. suit. He got a new one he, though. Didn't they update it? Right. Yeah. But he, he wears tinfoil underneath it. It's not tinfoil. It's uh, those plastic <laughs> because bags. Because the like, radio waves sometimes affect his body. Yes. Yeah, it does make so. total sense to him. He's a paranoid schizophrenic. But he also Stand used to be comic. a lawyer. And then he snapped. And then Mitzi felt bad for him because she loved his jokes prior to that. Which he, he still does. Regular. Same jokes? Same joke-ish. Same-ish yeah, same jokes. Make Carson. It was all positive right. Carson, Carson jokes. And then she, when he snapped, she used to give him bus money so he can get to and from the comedy store to close out the... What caused him to snap? And what, I'm what, not sure. What did he... I, Don Barris. <laughs> <In my Fine>. <laughs> <laughs> See, neither of you thought, no, that's not true, Eric. Neither of us were negating that in any way, shape, or form. However, I think it did happen a little bit before. I believe so, too. Don, and then Don just, um, how do you say, uh, went with it? Right. <laughs> well, when I, when I got to the store, there was a whole act where he would go on, and everybody, there would be a group of comics in the room that would make noises while he was performing, and then... He would run away. They would chase him, and then he would run away. And he would go and into then traffic he would with run the into microphone. Sunset Boulevard. With the microphone? With the microphone. He'd take the microphone, and he'd run out, and he'd be in sun, on Sunset Boulevard. And maybe still Boulevard. doing his act. I don't know. Oh, in the middle of Sunset. Okay, a little bit he was. <laughs> yeah. Funny, but then funny, a Persian but, comes whipping but, by. Right. Dangerous. Right. Dangerous. Dangerous. Or an Armenian. Racing, and yeah. Right. It's crazy. So, so that happened. They chased him out there, and that doesn't go on as much anymore. No, not well, as I, much. Yeah, no. As, well, no. I got mad. There, when there's he, no chasing him out into the street. Anymore. I got mad when he went into traffic. I was like, guys, it's one thing if you want to fuck with. Him. Okay, fine. You're. He's got an act that you. And at first you think you know they're fucking with this guy, and this is disgusting yeah, and wrong. But to, to go, but outside. he shows up every week, so he's. He he's must in like on, it. Yeah, he's in on the he's act. He's in on it for you, sure. He is in on it? Ish. He is. He enjoys Ish. the attention. Right. He enjoys the light that, that like, coming to the store. Hey, Robert. Everybody's like, He's Hi, afraid Robert. of me. And I, I didn't what like What did you do? I don't know what I did. Nothing. You don't remember did you at all. Did you touch him? He, he calls way. me a Nazi sympathizer. Okay. Well, he, calls, <laughs> he calls everybody that. That's... <laughs> Is that what he still says that about? You're Nazi? The... Well, yeah, because... You're the Nazi he heard about you conspiracy. That's why the... But Don Barrett's is very German <clears throat> looking and um, even Mitzi used to call him the, the Aryan Don yeah. <laughs> yeah and uh, so Robert picked up on that and he's like this Nazi because Don would pick on him he called him a Nazi and anybody in Don's gang is part of the Nazi we don't, we don't call them a gang I'm sorry okay you're right group so it's a group <laughs> group of gentlemen <laughs> and one lady <laughs> that <laughs> yes gentlemen yeah and that they um you know do this thing they play and every time robert goes on stage it's a whole thing they throw it whatever but if you ever shined a light near him or talk oh, well, that to was Don Barris, I got there too everybody would had oh you can't shine a light on him no they would do laser pointers yeah and of course he felt that that was burning through his head and so he would s scream and this is an interesting thing that happened. You know, this all Me Too stuff coming out. Hashtag right? Me Too. Hashtag Me Too. Hashtag I met you in you, 2000. You molested. Hashtag everybody. Met 2000. Has been a Me Too. And never so, gets a laugh. Never does. So Me Too <laughs> comes out, and everybody's, like, writing all these things, and people are nervous. Like, everybody's on edge. It's a whole thing. And I, I'm, I'm at the comedy store. 
I'm waiting to go on on a Monday night. It's kind of late. And Robert, William Apravaya, comes up in his green suit, but he's missing the jacket and the shirt now because it's very hot in L.A. So he's got shirtless, but he's got the green slacks on. And he's like, uh, Eleanor, and he's holding his suit in his hand because he might have to put it back on. Uh, Eleanor, I have to apologize for you, to you. I, uh, I may have grabbed you inappropriately in uh, 1998, I'm like, what the fuck <laughs> happened? I'm like, dude, did you just go back to 98? <laughs> and he goes, and you yelled at me and you said, don't touch me. And I was like, okay, cause I was probably waiting tables and I'm surprised I didn't hit you with a tray. And so he was like, and you told me, you know, don't touch me. And, but, and I just wanted to apologize and say I was inappropriate, but I want to say they were hitting me with laser tags and that or laser lights yeah, laser. and that broke through and that's what me is messing with my brain and that's why i did it i go did you just me to me with a fucking excuse did you just come at me <laughs> you assaulted him i assaulted him well he assaulted you because he well, was assaulted. you immediately took the man's side wow he touched me. I don't even remember it, which I probably should remember. You should remember. So you're, 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 so you don't remember because it happened so word? many times you're at the compliant? comedy store that complacent? you're now immune it's, to it. It's or, probably or, that. Or it's, you feel like you, you kind of shame yourself. You feel it. like you brought it on. You should have said something. I should have. I was wearing tight clothing. <laughs> you should have said so something. So I for sure was asking Is it the same it? outfit you have on right now? Is that, this that, isn't a touchable outfit. Everybody can see that. It's not too late to like get them. Well, Brody. What? <laughs> what? I mean, this is an issue now. You I, have he to didn't. Go what I'm saying is, this. whatever he did, he didn't do inappropriately. See, this is, this is the attitude towards Robert that gets everyone in trouble, right? <laughs> we can go get him. Like, <laughs> well, you know, it's inappropriate. That's how it is. Eddie it's Griffin. 2017. So now, now he needs to Eddie be Griffin grabbed that. me inappropriately once. Whoa, that's I, making news. Eddie this podcast Griffin, is making news, news now. And then I grabbed him by his throat and pinned him against the wall. Breaking news. I'm an uh, Eleanor attacking assaulted. Eddie Griffin. Now <laughs> he's assaulted. But that one I remember. And that was the end of his career. So it's a wash. And it's not because he was black. I just remember it. That's all. Like it That's was not what Robert. I, heard. I don't remember. I don't. He's always nice. <laughs> yeah, thank you. But yeah, I just Eddie was really oddly inappropriate and never had been that way. And then but that was the only time. You were violent. I am very violent. Dave Tyree smacked me in the ass. It's a long story. It's so you're you naming names. This is our, we're, this is He's breaking my, news. Yeah, that's it doesn't right. matter. He's one you're of my outing favorite everyone. people. That's, I, I'm unfortunate. Uh, some people said that about Eleanor. I'm going to be with you for these moments. Uh, is this a sympathetic uh, male feminist? <laughs> are you trying to get laid? I mean, I'm just asking a question. Yeah, I'm, uh, whatever you need. Are, you, here for are you hitting on Eleanor? <laughs> Is I'm that here. What's going on here, Eleanor? I, I have your back. I'll go with you to small claims court. I'll go. Okay. I'll give you my legal okay. Zoom uh, promo code. <laughs> Anything to help you bring charges up against Abravia or whoever or Eddie. I mean, it is crazy. Adam Sandler today is getting in trouble for like touching a girl's Are knee. Are you kidding? On I'm not kidding. Whoa. He's not kidding. That's Sandler? oh, that's weird. even Sandler. It's like it's if you watch it, he just like touches the girl's leg, but with his tongue. Twitter freaked out. With his dick? Yeah, right. Like, how? I, that's the only it's time you go. There right. you go. That was good. <laughs> well, here, this is a thing that happened. For some reason at the comedy store, somebody must have came in and we had a meeting during the dark ages. And they were saying, we need to have a sexual harassment conversation with the staff. Yep. Right. Now, God... I don't know how this happened, but they got us all in the kitchen. And at the time, like your door guys were like Bobby Lee, 
you know, I mean, it was a mess. Like the, the Bob Oshak, Freddie Soto, like we were all in the kitchen and somebody's giving a speech. One of the managers was reading the pamphlet of like what you can and can't do. And we're all looking at each other like, oh, fuck. Like we already did all this, so what yeah, do we do? Too late. Yeah, like um, he gave her her priest. So what? <laughs> what is that? Is this on the list? Like we were just fucking around, of course. And so the guy, the poor manager who just had to do it because that's what they make you do. He, you know, we're all sitting there, and there's about 20 of us in the kitchen area, and I'm leaning on this like. Um, where we keep our computers and stuff. And I'm just leaning on this desk, like, hurry the fuck up. I got to get ready to start working. And I'm, as I'm like leaning over, this comic came in, Dave Tyree, who I absolutely adore. And he smacked me so hard in the ass because I was sticking my ass out and it echoed through the whole meeting. <laughs> <laughs> and I just stood up, I go, I'm going to say this meeting's over. Like, that was it. Like, what are you going to, this is where we work, guys. Get on board or don't. I know Brody is right now looking at me like small claims court. We're going to the big. We can leagues. make some money off this. This uh, let's take that right, guy. You are down. still naming names. You're going right down the. I list. don't care. He's great. Damn. But that, he's but, one of my favorite <laughs> people. But in that's the world. how guys are. That's how the comedy store is. You're. No, like, I mean, we still do that. The comedy store is not that <laughs> way at all. No, no, it's all right. Wait, vice president. See, no, I got into trouble. <laughs> None of that happens at the comedy store. Yeah. We need to put our disclaimer on, oh, please. Edit. Okay, edit this out. <laughs> so I just got into trouble. It's a lot of beeping. It's Thomas a lot of beeping a safe at place. this point. <laughs> Where's Ari Manis? Yeah, he would mess this up for sure. Um, so, yeah, that, I mean, the comedy story has been an amazing roller coaster, and it's fun. I mean, it's not funny. There actually is real sexual harassment and suits and things, people inappropriate. But we work in an appropriate, in an, an, in, inappropriate. an inappropriate building. So well, it's an inappropriate business. I mean, you're stand-up comics, know, right? You're you always trying to take, you know, everything yeah, to the next level. Mo or Most of it is goofing yeah. and none of it. But if it was ever serious, like I said that one time when it was serious with Eddie, I got physical and then he got and then he ex it com immediately apologized like he was like i don't even know what the fuck i was thinking yeah. like it immediately like and we've been friends ever since i would never be like oh he if somebody crossed the line really crossed the line i you call him out no we, we're pretty clear with the with yeah. the staff of you know what we think you know if the anybody's crossing leave, the line you, if you feel orgies, super uncomfortable so you know. to come to what the minute you leave, we all have orgies. But there's a dress, there's a dress code, and the girls can't have tattoos, right? They have to have their what? hair up. They can't exactly. wear heels. No, what of are course they Jewish? <laughs> what do you mean you can't have tattoos? Why? Well, Half that, of the staff is that's covered the in tattoos. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know that. It's true. You can get that's tattoos true. in the back. Those of the, the girls that you see now. with the tattoos, they don't actually <laughs> it's work like there. Like prison. <laughs> what? The girls with the tattoos, they don't actually work there. That's the. Yeah, they just we let them right carry trays of drinks. What's the computer system that you guys use for the? Uh, is it Squirrel? No, no. <laughs> Squirrel. Guess again. Uh, Micros? No. no, that's all I know. Oh, there's only one more. It's Aloha. Aloha? Yes. Oh, that's from Hawaii. <laughs> Very good. That's where their corporate offices are. <laughs> Obama donated them. Yeah. Oh no! Does it, then it, does right. it work? Too long. No. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. Too long. <laughs> Only half the time. All right. Why do you feel like it doesn't work? Is is are you did you experience some type of problem with that? Never. Oh, okay. No, I don't. Right. I stay away from. I know. Yeah. I was a waiter. You know, I used to work at Red Robin. It was ah. pretty good. Were you really? I heard that. Yeah, I waited Both. tables also. That's great. I was. I, How I, long I, ago? This was back in. 
Uh, two, yeah, two weeks ago. Thanks, Eric. Um, I'm glad things are working out now. Vice no, president. I have that. Vice president of the yeah. comedy. No, I do a joke. I, go, I have two Pence. other. I have two other jobs. I work at Dave and Buster's. Uh-huh. That's one of my. That's one. Guys, of my, we're doing bits now. That's right. But that's yeah. one of my jokes. Yeah. That's one Who's of my jokes. Who's getting ready for the 11:45 show? What? Hey. Um, that's a great joke. I waited tables at Red Robin. Is that the endless uh, fries? You got thing? it. Fry oh, refill. I, I still, yeah. uh, love fry refills. I throw a coaster down. That's my table. You know, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't know if you girls fight over tables. But Eleanor did. Eleanor's I, still fighting them for tables. I throw a coaster over down. <laughs> that's my table. Had, because when you worked there, there was only four tables for, per hey, room. Hey, right? we had. That's listen, I'm going to tell you there. what we had that, you, that you'll oh. never have, oh, yeah. by the way. Because he's gone. Anyway, uh, we had Richard Pryor for one year every Wednesday night. Really? Jam-packed in the original room. Do you remember that? I don't think I was around. Richard Pryor came back. He started doing Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. That was the busiest I'd ever seen until now, newish. But this was even crazy busier because it would be like Whoopi Goldberg, Chevy Chase. People were sitting in the aisles, like where the walkways. So we would have to step over people to serve drinks. Richard called me a bitch from stage. Oh, an, oh. Well, he must must well, have known you. More salt. Way to go. <laughs> but his wife wouldn't let me give him alcohol. So I, it was water. At like a, he, t- he asked for a toonie, which is a martini. And I gave it to him. But it was water. And he drank it. And he was like, bitch. <laughs> and he threw the drink. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. Richard Pryor <laughs> just called, called me a bitch. bitch. So they would all come to see Richard Pryor. Yeah. And uh, would, was he uh, doing his new bits, old bits? Did, was it him? Was no, it just, sad? Was it, was it funny? It was, it was it a little bit of both. It was a little mix of both because sometimes Chewy had to carry him on stage. So he was in the wheelchair um, at that point, And Jen would take him and his wife. I think she was number four and number eight. Anyway, he has a lot of wives. And uh, she would bring him in. We truly would carry him on stage, sit him on a stool. And he really would just somewhat riff. I mean, it was insane. Like, and tell he you, could speak was it funny? Okay? Oh, my God. It was amazing. Okay. Yeah, tell you what his life was like. Like, uh, whatever well, he was at therapy. Right? No, no, no. Whatever this day was <laughs> oh, like. Oh, this day was Almost like. like clearing. Like, telling you, like, um, you know, what his therapy was like that day. The nurse, this whore, that bitch. You know, it was just... <laughs> Everybody was, <laughs> it was very funny, you know? And then and he would shit on Jen because she used to hit him a lot. <laughs> I'm kidding. How <laughs> long would he do? Like an he hour? He would do like an hour, yeah. In the original room on a Monday, mm-hmm. so he'd bump on the a whole Wednesday. show? No, no, but you're he saying did. it was his show. You knew it he was, was coming and he show. did. Yeah, it was Richard's show. It was Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Three nights? And then he only came down to Wednesdays because it was so hard to come. Monday, Wednesday, George Friday. Carlin used to do the main room all the time. We had he'd George, go on these runs. Like, we had right. George for... Um, Eight nights, I think. We had Jackie Mason for 12 nights. That That was incredible. I remember that. It was incredible in that it was so packed. And this was Mitzi trying to salvage, you know, calling in old favors. Right. Tony Clifton also. Yeah, Tony Clifton. Yeah. Andy Uh, Kaufman, Tony Clifton. mm -hmm. We had that. Did you have the uh, Andy Kaufman, Tony Clifton, or did you have... um, Yes. Bob Zamuda. Bob Zamuda, right? (laughs) Yeah. They had a wrestling match in the main room. They put a wrestling ring in there. Oh, I heard about that. (laughs) <laughs> but Jackie Mason, we would get like four, between 405 and 4, 410 people in that main room. And that's not what it seats. I'm not saying what it's. Okay. But we would have the <laughs> fire marshal show up and I'd be like, hi. And I'd like take them in the back. <laughs> you guys should come back here. Because it was so hard to get through the main room. Yeah. Serving, serving teas to old Jews from Beverly Hills. Amazing. <laughs> the way. So Jackie Mason, he would pack it in there. Packed. He did 12 nights straight and he was amazing. He was brilliant. So nice I mean, guy. I mean, so, so nice, so nice, genius. so funny. Yeah, Robin so Williams funny. was the hanging Williams. out. 
Robin Williams did some shows. Martin Lawrence did his community service there. <laughs> the How community service for losing his mind in the middle of the street on Ventura Boulevard. Absolutely wow. right. Absolutely right. He was waving a gun, and his community service was to give back. So he did a show for them, and he did it at the comedy store. It so was he, packed. Well, I bet it was. So there were some like cool moments back then. The we comedy store is always like yeah, because it had such a history. It was just going through a lull itself because those comics that came up were on the road or became superstars or you know what yeah. for a while Mitch used to try to get us like when we'd sign when she put a new paid regular to sign something to say they would perform at the store two times a year if they were giant celebrities but i also want to say not only that the management the comedians but the social media is yeah like we, the already, top. we already gave brent and biddlecombe oh, a you big did? shout out yeah but we, yes, we didn't we want did. to do it in front of him because oh. okay, you that's... see you see the other <clears throat> clubs do it and it's not organic it's forced it's i feel like the comedy store social media seems to be fairly like nice and honest so i when it, i got to the club and brenton took over the social media uh, a comic had come to me and he said look you know, I don't know what you guys are doing for social media. He goes, but I'll tell you, before you got here, y there was no social media. Like, I right. never saw the comedy store ever on social media. Like, I didn't see anything about them. He said, now I get up in the morning, I check my, all my different social media. He said, and I feel like I missed out on a party. Yeah. Like, I felt like there's something going on, and yeah. I, didn't, I wasn't there. What was I thinking? Yeah, you made a mistake. And, yeah, and now I think that's a daily thing, and I think that's obviously because of Britain. Brenton I agree. Right there. This I guy agree. is uh, putting Killing out positive it, energy. And I'll tell you what the other clubs I've noticed are doing. Uh, they're just mirroring one another. Like the, sometimes I'll see. I could uh, see, yeah. It, I'll see an ad and I'll be like, For those of oh, you sitting I'm, here, uh, Brenton is wearing the teal T-shirt over yeah, there. Yeah, if you can't see him. singing yeah. his praises. <laughs> is, the, is the gorilla coming in? Is the yes. gorilla coming in? Oh. The Phoenix there a, there, we're, we're, the Phoenix in a, uh, we're in a storefront, yeah. and there was a uh, big uh, gorilla in the window. Uh, it's you obviously to, uh, Halloween. You can't so. ignore the gorilla in the room. <laughs> Isn't that the same? He's gone? He's gone. All right. We lost him. Um, do we have to wrap it up? We have the... Okay. We oh, can wrap sorry. it up because we got to get ready to do... I'm tired uh, of talking to you anyway. So. I got to go across the street and do the show. We're going to go do some... Are you going to do the Brody show? ...stand-up comedy. We're gonna uh, an hour and a half? Brody's going to yeah. close it out. He's going to do like an hour and a half, maybe two hours. <laughs> you got it. Crowd work. <laughs> Look at this, Brody. Well, I'm doing Everybody. a short set tonight. I'm doing a short set. You don't want to do a long We can bring one, the lights down in here. I'm on vacation. <laughs> I, I'm in a six-minute, you know, kind of thing. Six-minute six kind minute. of mood? <laughs> You're compressing your entire act into six minutes? You're, You're only like, doing six minutes of your act. Six minutes... Six minutes, Dougie Fresh. You're on. Uh, it's been a great pod, uh, great <laughs> podcast cool. festival. Yes, this we has got, been amazing. Are we, we the last tomorrow. podcast? Are we the last of the yeah. festival? Oh, you closed it with the Comedy Store podcast? Here. All right. Calm down. <laughs> Closing words. <laughs> the yeah, we yeah, are the in the Kinnison spot. Wow. Is that, that's interesting. In that, that we're all going to do Coke after this to yes, get through the next do. show. And I did the first what? one today, too. I've done 3,000 audience warm-ups, and then I did the first podcast today here, and I did the last one. It's like a lot of connections. So many connections, Brody, <laughs> and they're all positive connections. Yes. That's just amazing. You huh? got it. What'd you say? A lot of energy. energy. Matters. energy matters. Um, all right, Eric Anderson, thank you so much for thank coming you. on. Thank Brody you. Steven, thank you for jumping in as you my sidekick. I appreciate it. Thanks. All Things Comedy. Yes. Comedy Store. Love you. I keep my head down on podcasts. I don't Why? Make, I don't like to make eye contact. With I like anyone? Undercover.
Um, I don't know. Sometimes I, I intimacy issues on podcasts. You wear the bill of your hat like a hip hop artist. Have what you always that? done it that way? Has it always been flat? No. I well th- since the audio on this thing. My audio is like fine, and now I can't hear anything. Oh, your audio went out in your headphones. Yeah. Should we just lose the headphones? Brett said. Eh. Yeah, it's it's not. Well, it's recording, so that's. Well, that it's like I got a short in my headphones. Um, <laughs> this hat I wear. I think flat brims are kind of funny. You know, they actually look pretty good. I wouldn't okay. if I was playing baseball, like sure. actually still on a team. I wouldn't wear a flat brim. Right, I'd, I'd, I'd curve work it. it. I'd yeah. curve it. Yeah, but for comedy purposes or that sort of thing, I keep it flat. And a lot of them, they come flat anyway. Right, they all come flat. But None what, of them. I mean, very rarely do they come. My favorite baseball Swiss. hat look was the Pete Rose style. Okay, hat barely worked in, <laughs> resting a, gently on top of the. He head. had a big head. Bro. Yeah, he like, had he had a giant. I don't even head. know why he put it on. It, it was just always. It looked like. A slight breeze could blow it off his head. Uh, not Charlie he was, Hustle. He could, he, was he could do no wrong. Chasing 15-year-old Poon, and that hat <laughs> was going to fly off. Well, I mean, if you can wear uh, a hat like it's and it's a flat brim and you got it up high, it's like a top hat. Now it's fashionable. It's, oh, it's, uh, yeah. it's like stylish. Like a high priest almost. Yeah, that, okay. exactly. So I like that. the higher I wear my, my cap, I get it up there. It's, it's kind of funny. And sure. wearing a top hat's funny, so why not combine a baseball? I like that, and a top hat, and then also you know with comedy, <laughs> being on stage, you want them to see your eyes. So I do try yeah. to True. keep it up a little bit to, so they could see my eyes. And I've only become a hat guy. I mean, if I am, just you know, typical balding issues. Oh, okay. oh, well, then right. you should use our uh, forhims.com. We have a. Uh... Oh, okay. really? Yeah, we, we have a sponsor, an and they have some great rock hard products. boner and you can get all flowing of hair. Yeah. Don't, don't mix up the two. Don't put the rock hard boner cream <laughs> you, on the you head. You get both. Okay. Ooh, that, yeah, that would make your hair stiff. That, Is that what would happen? A good, that's an East Coast look. But okay. I'll perform without a hat on. It's, I'm not, I'm not Rudy, like you can't a very see me without nice a hat. You're a looking guy. man. Oh, wow. I don't is, this know a, why. is this a romance podcast? <laughs> We're changing yeah, it, it. We We're, are. It's what's a that, lot of Dr. Love? commented on that. Yeah. I've been on this before. I know you have, but we got interrupted by Dice. I will not answer his phone call this time. I would. He's doing things. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> I remember when he started interviewing you and he was just asking you all the wrong questions. It was amazing. He didn't realize you were a pitcher. That yeah, was the main he, thing. He, kept he thought asking you were you what your a batting batter. average was. I thought he knew that I pitched. I guess not. He doesn't really pay attention. I think he knew that you pitched. I'm not sure he knows that pitchers don't bat. That's a fact. I would hit. In high school, I was a good hitter. I hit I hit home runs. Like I had a good, strong swing when I connected. But mm. I, I didn't put the time into hitting. Because you want to save your arms. I want to save my arms. And I was just a pitcher. You know, pitchers. You're focusing. Most yeah. pitchers think like pitchers. Most hitters think like hitters. It's rare that you get one that does both, like right. Otani with the Angels, the, yeah. the Japanese kid. He does both, and I think there's some newer players coming up. Yes, but that do there, both. I, I am a like when people would see me, they would go, "You look like a pitcher." I've always looked like a pitcher. Mm-hmm. So, um, Dice didn't see that. He's apparently. not a. He's not uh, into sports at all. Zero. I saw him at the batting cage, you know, many years ago. Oh, sure. He was probably flirting with somebody working there. No, he was hitting the cage. I think he ca- married that girl. He was hit- Does she work there? <laughs> yes. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. 
No way. Valerie, his ex-wife, used Wait, to work there. Valerie worked at the Sherman. Oh, yes. now it all makes sense. It's starting to make yeah. more sense. Okay, good. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to take some just... swings. Oh, this yeah. is what I do. I'm, bats... a, I'm a jock. Yeah, he bats like John Travolta in Greece. Like, it's not. Yeah, it wasn't that great. No. <laughs> Trust oh, me. this is all See? It's all coming together. Everything's now. for the poot nanny. When it and comes and to then it. is that the right word? Poot nanny. Poot nanny. I should probably ask Dice about this, and I I, I did tweet it out where he uh, knew that I knew Bradley Cooper. Absolutely, yeah. They ta- he talks very highly of you, but he didn't Speaks know Bradley Cooper, no. right? But he knew that Bradley Cooper liked him. He heard that somewhere. So I was. I mean, were you the one that told him, or? Yeah, I think he said. I was gonna. I just came across Zach or Bradley Cooper and Dice said Zach to Galifianakis say, also a big fan of Brody Stevens. I mean, know, who isn't to be well, honest? There, there, um, yes, there are some. There's a lot. <laughs> a lot. There's a lot. Are you kidding? No, that aren't aren't no, against there me. Are fans? I no, think no, there's no, some no, no, no. who aren't. I think there's a lot who may not be. Oh, I don't. But we keep it positive. You, you have enemies. Of I don't the state believe now. they exist. Uh, they're out. Soros there. is trying to shut Brody down. <laughs> Really? Yeah, he's got a uh, caravan going down Ventura Boulevard. Okay. <laughs> Dodge caravan. There you go. It's a good car. It's a stick shift. You got it. So so you do – but here's the thing. Like Speaking of big fans, Todd Phillips, who wrote Hangover and all that, is a huge fan of yours. Yeah. And he also collaborated with Bradley on this uh, A Star is Born. Wait, Todd would get th- collaborated on that? He may, yeah. have threw some, he may have thrown something in. Yeah. He's also directing the new – Batman Joker movie. And yeah. I would have been nice to have been in that. You know, it's funny. It you would that, have been a good Joker. Yeah. Ooh. Or just something. Or I could have re, you know. A henchman. I could have done, re, got my officer folds from The Hangover. Bring it back. Yes. Brought him back like an Easter egg. Oh, Easter like eggs come back? But, but I'll tell you what, I should have. Jesus that comes back, not the egg. Oh, okay. Okay. I should have. Here's the, the deal. The Jesus or the egg. The oh, old, I got what, you. what came okay. first. I should have followed up on with Todd Phillips because I don't know, three years ago, maybe mm-hmm. when undateables on N- NBC with Crystalia, oh, they yeah, were yeah. taping and they shot over at Warner brothers. Okay. So I did the pre-show periscope for NBC's. I did it for the TV show, but so I was over at the Warner brothers set every week of the taping. And then I wandered around, I wander around on the Warner brothers lot and Hangover, Warner Brothers, and mm-hmm. I knew that Todd had an office there. I, had, I, I think I remember he had an office at Warner Brothers. So I was just like snooping around, and I went into Green Hat Films. That's Todd Phillips's production yeah. company. And he was in there, and I talked to Todd, and I talked to his assistant, and he was saying, you know, big fan, of course. Like, But this is like three years ago. He says, I see your name at the comedy store. You know, don't be shy. You should call me. And I didn't, you know, I probably didn't follow up on it. And now I'm not in the new. But you can still follow up on it, bro. You're still here. You're still killing it. You're still. No, but it's things like that. You know, you talk about how you're saying, oh, everybody loves you, which is Mm -hmm. people do like you. But it's also a business. It's also human nature. It's also being a good person and putting that energy out. That's my problem. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I've never been a good person. (laughs) I'm not about to start trying. (laughs) You're a good well, person. You just don't like people. Good friend, bad person. That's how I look but at it. But that's how this town is. A lot of it is generating that energy. And I feel also following up, following up on things. But I've had some, I think, in my life, career maybe, a couple times where I pushed it. 
yeah. too much maybe. And people like, maybe I pushed it too much or I, I got sensitive about possibly pushing. So I've kind of reined it in and I think I've, I've missed some opportunities trying to play it cool maybe yeah. as opposed to like asking, pushing, right. generating that. Push, believe, generating you. I mean, I've never been able to ask people. Yeah, it's hard. It makes I've you been feel doing like it. a fraud. It's true. I've been doing it lately though and I've gotten a lot of no's and I'm like, oh, really hurts. But people are like, yeah, you get a lot of no's but when you get that, yes. That's so I mean, but I'll let you know. What are we, I don't even know. What are we supposed to be asking? I don't know. Do you just, just ask like, hey, can I... Can you be put in me? something? No, no, like it's not Todd asking. Phillips. It's not asking. It's staying in touch. Staying That's in what touch. I'm saying. Staying in there. Showing your face, putting out. Right. Hey, man, um, how are you? I put sending out. a text, mm-hmm. showing, going going to that little party yeah, I don't if have, you have to. I don't, yeah. have, I don't have any invites and or numbers to contact. It's, it's shaking hands, kissing babies, kind of it's political. It really it's is. Uh, there, yeah. It really is part of the, is that, like showing up, saying yes to things. But it does get harder, and I think uh, the more you don't do it, it gets hard. You just got to, like, be in it. Yeah. You got to, like, get in and build it up and, and, and generate. It is an energy. Yeah. And you'd be surprised town. about how many fans you have out there because there's people, like, I'm hitting up. I'm like, oh, this girl's never going to know who the hell I am or this person at this. But And then I hit them up, and they're like, oh, my God, we listened to the Comedy Store podcast, or I stayed late night and saw you at in the OR, you know what I mean? Do you know this person? I, I met with these girls from Funny or Die. They knew every person in here. They did. Every person in this club because they come all the time and they watch. So are you so are you, on... are you asking for something specifically or are you just oh, saying no, I hello? Just, I was just meeting with them. I had a meeting with them a couple weeks ago yeah. and I pitched some ideas and they liked a lot of them but they're, you know, just kind of working it out so then we had drinks. You know, it's like oh. this ongoing bs thing you know i i also shot a pilot in april and still i don't you know i don't know what's that's the whole thing it's a waiting game it's like but i still keep in t- contact with everybody i'm like hey i'm still here but you're on the road <laughs> with dice people oh, know yes, true. you go on true, the road true. with dice i would just like hitch my trailer to dice not not in uh, terms of like that confidence knowing that you're out there with dice like i go out on the road with david spade I go out on the road with David Spade. It's like, oh, I yes. Like that you said that twice. I, don't, I'm, I'm, I know. I'm saying like sometimes. Repetition. Okay, maybe I'm overdoing it. There. Sometimes it echoes in greatness. But I'm saying the dice stuff. Dice is hot. Dice is hot, right? And now. that's a good person to be associating with. So I'm saying like when you walk into a room, you're Eleanor. You should. Your confidence should be shining own. out. Yeah, but you I know, also have my own thing. Go ahead. Too. I opened for Dice in uh, 2003, <laughs> yes. that and is a fact. Uh, there wasn't a lot going on. Look, you could go that route also. Should I have stayed on board, kept forcing myself into the situation? I'm not saying force yourself. I'm saying have a belief. Like when I walk on the stage here at the Comedy Store, for example. Yeah. Or I would say maybe other clubs too, but it's yeah, like but I'm from – home. It's my home, but it's 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 a hard club to perform at at times, but – I, I know that I'm from the Valley. I'm, or maybe you're on the road. I, I mean, I'll put it to you this way. Sure. Maybe you do another club and you feel like, you know, I can do this. I'm from the comedy store. That's kind of what I That's mean. That's true. So yeah. it's like when you go, when you're putting that aura out there, even a tweeting something, putting something out of the universe, you're Eleanor. How many people go on the road with dice? Right not now. Not Just me and wheels. So maybe you guys have something to do with him <laughs> do, doing his stuff. And that that's that's what I'm saying. Like you got to like get that little confidence 
self and just believe it though yeah it's not necessarily i i can't tell you like specifically like no but you're right i sometimes if i get negative though i do try to channel brody and be positive and push and believe like all those things you say that helps a lot of people but i'm just telling you what i went through like when i when i when my friends started moving out here when i lived in new york and these guys started moving out here to los angeles and working on these tv shows i felt like i'm working on those shows those guys were like with me i started with them like they have my energy on those shows sure so i had like that kind of maybe it's delusional maybe i don't know what it was but i felt like i had some kind of connection with that something to do with it yeah but and, and, absolutely and, and i wouldn't i wouldn't put it into words i wouldn't and and sometimes even with the baseball stuff i feel like i'm around those guys and i knew that i had because i've Can i've I, heard them yes go ahead didn't you help the cubs break their curse and win the world series a couple years ago well i was around it i'm not okay. sure I, I broke i don't think i broke the curse but i kept uh you know joe madden liked having me around yeah you know, Tommy Lasorda with the Dodgers, he'd always have Don Rickles and comedians. Right. And even with, uh, I mean, a lot of teams have like celebrities or special people that get Absolutely. to be around spring training. Sure. Even, even at some of the major league, you know, with the regular season. I remember like Charlie Pride, you, you know him? He's mm-hmm. a country singer, uh, African-American guy. He's older now, but he has a locker with the Texas Rangers. People don't realize he played double-A baseball, but he could always go to Texas, and he always had a place there. So I have – I may be in a couple different teams. I filled that role a little bit, like a team comedian. But I also played. That's the thing. Like, I played – I know baseball. I'm not like just yeah. some goofy guy. I know baseball. Sure. We were just working at the Tempe Improv right right there yeah. next to Arizona. Yep. And all you think about is Brody, right? That's all I could think about. Well, and you uh, were there, and too. More importantly, got to watch Brody attack the audience. That's how I'm going to phrase it, for not respecting the fact that you were an Arizona State pitcher. <laughs> how dare they? And more importantly, they were they were loving Brody, but Brody didn't feel like... They he was were... getting the appropriate amount of love. Well, I'm not feeling it much recently. I mean, and, and you oh, can, really? I, well, no, just no. I'm asking because I feel like I'm in a slump. I feel like my no. I think while my I'm changing some things in my life, some of my diet and some of my supplements and things like that. So I'm more of like an even keel thing. Mm. I'm not. I'm not pushing. I'm not. I don't. It's like I'm not pushing so much. I'm trying to stay mellow. And right. I feel better. I'm happier. I don't have brain fog. But I like that. I go up on stage and I don't feel like I'm some great entertainer guy. I feel that I can generate all this energy. Cause sure. And I think it was like on maybe some of the medications I was taking. I'm not saying I was cheating or anything like that. But I definitely feel more mellow and focused and grounded now, which only tells me that I just need to write more jokes. Yeah. Because the crowd still like me. Yeah, they, they liked you. So I just have to write jokes and and build up my confidence again. But it's not easy. It's like I would take that pill. I was on a you know an antidepressant oh. for a while. And it's like a buffer. It's a little bit of a, 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 a – could be a crutch. So I'm just getting used to being even. I like it. Yeah. I mean, I feel, I feel like my old self, pre-comedy. Yeah. I feel like my Reseda high school days – Arizona State baseball days, but I wasn't a comedian. I wasn't a performer. So I'm a little... You're mixing the worlds now. 
Yeah, mixing the worlds. I mean, but we'll see. I'm not. I'm not saying that I won't go back to an antidepressant. I mean, there's no shame in that. No, of course not. But I, I do, should be on a slew of them. I I'm do not. feel pretty good, even though my mood is down. But to be in this business and to be a comedian and to constantly push, I could see why people do. Ha- you have to have some. I mean. People say, you know, show business is difficult, comedy is difficult, and it's crazy. And when you, like, quote-unquote, sober up and you look at it and you can go, yeah, it could be. So I'm going through a little bit of that, but also have to say, you know what? Write some jokes, do that, and do the other things also. But this is more like stand-up-wise. Yeah. You know, like, do I feel like an entertainer? Like, why do do I want to... Why would they put their confidence in me? You just have to believe it or you just have to write the jokes. Yeah. See what happens. But you said, like, people like me. I know people like me. Well, it was just, you know, I, I very rarely get out of town. So this is like the first road show I've done in a year and a half or something. And uh, But you went up before me on the first show and you were crushing. There was some girl shouted out that you're sexy. <gasps> Uh, Delicious, Brody. He, yeah, he did great. And then he came off stage, and the host went up there, and I was waiting to go up, and he was like, "They're terrible." <laughs> and I was like, "I love that because uh, I, I just watched them love you, but just well, because they like us doesn't mean they're not terrible." Well, I felt <laughs> terrible in a sense that these they weren't there to see me necessarily. They were there to see a show. They were nice, but, but they were they were the show. They, they were Arizona nice. They were kind of conservative. They were. They were, and that's what they I'm loved, saying. They were loving some Trump. So, but they were all right with with shitting on them, which for me is glorious. Right. <laughs> they uh, they were very good about taking jokes. But it just reminded me, just specifically performing there the other night, that Tempe Improv. It reminded me of when I was in college there. Yeah. Not feeling that energy. I did, yeah. and, and that's, and it could be a conservative thing. It could be me being Jewish. It was just a lot of stuff coming back to me, and yeah. it also could be from like, hey, you don't, you know, I got to have more jokes, or I have to have my joke. I can't just rely on some crazy in the moment energy guy. But maybe it's because you're not desert trash, like okay. a lot of them were. Uh, interesting that you point that. I out. mean, yeah, they they did ask if we would come back and do a one nighter. They did. So perfect. You might want to. Take that back. I, I would never take it back. Maybe Brody will come with us. But it I'll just do, reminded me. With the stand-up of, live, Casey, that manager, uh, said, let's come. You know, we would, I would love for you and Rick to come let's to a one-nighter. But we'll make Brody come with us. You got it. No, I mean, I did I did stand-up live the night the night before. I had, oh, a, good, okay. I had a good set. Sure. Um, and again, I'm dealing with, uh, you know, everybody's doing Sober October. I took it to another level. I'm, comp- I'm pharmaceutical-free. Okay. For wow. four months. Wow. I am stoned. Even right, Do I you, am flat. What? So you smoke weed or you don't? Oh yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that okay. that's no. That he said stoned count. even. So yeah. I was like, so that he, he, balances. It what out. made you decide to to go pharmaceutical free? Was there a thing that made you go? You know what? I just gotta clean out Get my system. Well, here's the deal. Uh, I didn't do anything like on my own. I kind of did it on my own a little bit. I just 
was I didn't initially, I, I, the side effects of having medications, your body just feels a little different. You could feel a little sluggish. You could sure. feel yeah. you're urinating in the middle of the night and you know, and then also to be honest, just hearing talks of all these like people committing certain crimes and they're always like connected to an antidepressant. They were on an antidepressant. You yeah. know, I, I, I don't, I, I, I like made me like, want to stay away from that. I was like, just the bad press from people being on Lexapro or Prozac or whatever. Not to say that's bad, but a uh, lot of these of- crazy guys. You were getting the, you were about to rob a bank. Okay. You were feeling it. You, you I had like already this. worked out the plot. No, <laughs> no, okay. no I, but it if was. If you ever get there, you call me. No, I'm, I'm good. Okay. okay. Oh, to rob a bank? Yeah. Oh, you're down. Yeah, I'm oh, down. Oh, they're going to say you'd like lend me a couple bucks. No, oh, no, no, no. no, no. I'm we'll you'll actually rob, we'll the, rob bank. the bank. We'll help you rob the bank. For sure. We want to see how these well, prison I mean, systems work. I, I live even... right down the street from where they had the North Hollywood Bank That's of America the bank shootout. That's oh. the one. That's why I chose Bank of America because of that shootout. That was great publicity. The, the North Hollywood show is Bank of America. You mean that's what you were going to rob, or that's where you had that your That is responsible money. for the militarization of police forces. There you go. That's they were out gunned. That fight? Oh, that, wow. That robbery, because they had semi-automatic rifle assault rifles and the police showed so up the police with pistols were, uh, that was a wild day i was in new york watching that my dad was still alive and he was uh he was by? in north hollywood oh no my dad went to north hollywood high school so that yeah it's right up on laurel canyon where all that went down and um wow what's the cross street on that bank how long ago was that too it was like 90 i, I remember it but i was in kansas still i was like 97 98 yeah, something like some, that i was um, in high school like victory north of victory oh, okay yeah because i remember being here but between van it owen seemed so far away from us like now i go Not everywhere really. it's right there you're absolutely right but back then i wasn't a comic i didn't do that i stayed right in this area right if I, maybe if i had an audition over there i was like oh shit i better leave the day before you know to me that was like a whole world away yeah but now as a comic you go everywhere so i'm like oh that's right around the corner it's right around the corner <laughs> and uh whatever but, just uh, stuff happens point and, is we could pull it off yes that's there back, three of us back to that yeah get if, the money we don't need to be calling people and yes. staying in their mind because right. we're going to be rich as fuck. Look, you got it. Direct like deposit. <laughs> no, I think the other night, getting back to the me at the Tempe show, because yeah. the night before, uh-huh. I did a good, I had a good set at the uh, Stand, Stand Up, Up Live, Live. Yeah. had a good set, and then, and I was getting laughs. Sure. Maybe I wasn't doing set up punch. I was getting laughs and I was yeah. doing my, my thing. And then some guy at the end, oh, you didn't make me laugh. Some guy like right in the front row. And it was like, oh, really? it just like set me off. See, that's the type of person, I don't understand why it's a crime if we just curb stomp that guy. No, I don't think it is. Oh, you can. If someone's just, like last night in the In main Arizona, room, they wouldn't press well, charges. Arizona California. California, they might. Last yeah, night I was in the main room and uh, I was doing my thing. And uh, I, I made some, I said something about Trump having an orange penis in the group of Canadians, okay. like l- audibly, they gasped. gasped. Yeah, and uh, and they were Canadian. They were Canadian. I, I'd watched them all cheer about being Canadian. Like there was like twenty five of them. Yeah, I go, oh great! Now the Canadians are upset because I'm talking about presidential penises, and it's probably <sighs> making you guys sit back there and go, "Geez, I wonder what color Trudeau's vagina is." Yes, you got and it. Ricky's on it, man. This one I like guy. That. This one guy just. For some reason, he just got super upset about it. 
And then he starts going, fuck you. And he's giving me the double birds, like the middle finger means anything in 2018. Right. And then I start, are you giving me the finger? You think that matters at all? Oh, I forgot. It's 1985 in Canada, you nice. fucking loser. Yes. Someone get Gary a helmet. And this guy just keeps getting angrier. And he's just like, shut up. And then I see security talk to him. I'm like, leave him alone. He's just a poor Canadian guy who forgot his fucking helmet. And then I just kept beating That's down awesome. on him. And he was so mad. But, you, you know. you. What you, are they going to do? They're Canadian. Yeah, exactly. You accuse their, their prime minister or whatever. So you're down on him, too. Fuck that guy. He's a, he's a weird, not a weirdo, but. He uh, likes Trump. No, he doesn't. Trudeau? That's what they said. No, he doesn't. Hate in him. Canada, uh, these guys that were like, well, it, this is what they said. They said he's afraid of Trump. Yeah, Trudeau's afraid of Trump. Afraid of Trump, yeah. but secretly he likes him Maybe. because the economy is booming. Sure. But Trudeau is a, you know, he's one and of the guys, all... we don't say mom and dad, we don't say right. yeah, him, he's a little all bit that of PC an odd... bullshit, because yeah. he's, he's a little fruitcake is really what's going on. I mean, exactly. I think, I think everybody a... across the board is like, can we stop with the PC stuff, right? Is that something that across the board? Are, they aren't. We are. I don't they know. should be, but they aren't. There's still a ridiculous amount of people who are just... They just care so much about the dumbest Every, shit in the, the world. So how do you shit. how do you avoid hearing them complain? You just hear them complain and then you ridicule them endlessly for it. <laughs> That's the key. But where are you okay, hearing okay. it on the news, on Twitter, you at you a see comedy it everywhere? Club, he just heard it at, at a live. Mall. But he, it just happened to him at a live yeah, I mean, comedy show. Okay, so yeah, yeah. That's somebody I, who I put see, their neck out and and I, starts yeah. speaking up and deserves it to be. I see off. people's faces when I make fun of certain groups of people or say certain words, and deep down they don't really give a shit, but they think that they should give a shit. Exactly, that's right. my problem with everyone. It's no, no one is genuine. Them. Everyone yeah. is just on some stupid bandwagon, acting like they're a better person because they don't say retard or whatever <laughs> it is. My point is just you don't really care about that because it's retard. You're not a, yeah, that's you're not I mean. a better person because you you think. Saying certain words is inappropriate or making fun of certain groups of people. Yeah, that's not going to get them into heaven, and I feel like they believe. Yeah, that's I, I mean, happen. I think there are harsh words. I don't. I retard. Which words? I don't you? have. I don't have a problem. with Somebody saying the retard. And I point out, like I would never call someone with mental disabilities a retard. No, but I respect I, them. Usually. I do think you should be able to say something or someone is retarded if they're acting like an idiot. Yeah, it's a, it's a just. Uh, yeah, we didn't make the word up. Yeah. Somebody else did. They just taught it to us. It's just like, a figure. It's a figure of speech. Yeah. There's certain words like, yeah, that one's not going to like, I'm not going to lose it over. That doesn't, I'm a good barometer for bad words. I think okay. the N word is pretty. You don't curse at obviously all. Obviously you can't. Um, I do curse occasionally. I was just like growing up. I knew like I got in trouble for cursing around my dad okay. one time. So it was like, that was it. Not going to curse. I would curse around my friends. I'd curse around baseball. Oh, yeah. You have to in baseball. Um, right? It was just normal to curse in baseball. Yeah. And then when I did comedy up in Seattle, because mm-hmm. I did cable access up there, a lot of that. Got to keep you, it clean. Well, you, well, no. You can do whatever you want. Oh, That's oh. the thing. Access. That was the yeah. thing. You could say whatever you want. So I felt like in, instead of like being like everybody else and saying the F word, I'm not going to say the F word. And then Tana 
who was my friend, oh, the yeah, Samoan yeah, yeah. guy. Yeah, I remember He him. was like not into cursing. He's just, I just don't curse. We just don't. I'm, I'm a Mormon Samoan upbringing. We don't curse. And it was like funny to not curse. Right. So that's kind of where it came out of. Yes, I didn't curse around my dad because I got in trouble as a kid, and that was kind of like ingrained in me. I would right. curse very rarely, Ra- rarely yeah. in front of my mom. I would never curse in front of my parents. Now I'll slip once in a while, but I still get nervous to yeah. curse in front my of dad, my dad. I always cursed in my front parents, of your parents. Yeah, they didn't really. Oh care. Oh my god! I remember at this point I was older, but I was in my early twenties, and my little sister Hallie, who just turned twenty-one, yep. last week saw the Aww. saw the photo. Very she, cute. Uh, she was like f- probably four or five or something at the time. Very young. Right. And I'd go back to Kansas for whatever reason. And I remember they, my parents and Hallie picked me up at the airport and we were driving home. And she was real little. And she goes, uh, Mom and Dad said it's okay if you say the bad words because it's part of your job. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, the bad they're words. They're apparently pre- just preparing her, like, Rick's going to say some inappropriate words. <laughs> So don't repeat anything Rick says, but just know it's okay for him to say. See, I, I think words because of his job. Yeah, just like <laughs> that's funny. But I do think words are powerful. Oh, words, they can be. Words can yeah. hurt. They can hurt. Yeah, because there's meaning behind them. And but well, it, well, I a lot of the time, but yeah. sometimes not. In the heat of the battle, maybe not. Most people are just projecting those words because that's how they feel or what they are. So I, I, yeah. I, I never let a word hurt me. But. Very they, unmillennial, but words the, are the most hurtful thing in the millennial world. I just, but I just think there's something truth to two words. There yeah. is, there is something, there's a power behind it, and yeah, you know. But I, I tell you, I was hanging out with a friend. I don't know if you guys know Sue Costello. You remember Sue mm-hmm. Costello? She's a comic. She used to work here years ago. She had a show on Fox. Very funny. We did that benefit in Toronto a couple oh, right. weeks ago. Yeah, you were That's where the it. the rich guys were telling me about. That he secretly likes, yeah, secretly likes. Yes, they were calling him a coward. They were calling him awful. Canada looks good because of the Trump economy, right? So yeah, and so um, anyway, uh, he so whatever. So me and Sue are working, and Sue's very aggressive. She's East Coast. She's from Boston. Right. She yeah, getting your face. Yeah, yeah. And she said something so funny, but also so meaningful to me like we were t- she said like when people come up to her they're like you know you're you're a fucking kansu and she'll look right out to me and be like i understand yeah. it just takes all your power it takes it took every power out of that word and i was like i, I don't know why like you need to say that to a lot of people like she goes it happens to me all the time because if somebody asks for what they want, like we were just saying, get in people's faces, ask for things, demand, you know, put a well, value on yourself. Well, I just, I don't. I mean, Usually people put you down for that. They're like, you're a pain in the ass, you're this, you're that. And then she, instead of like fighting with them, she goes, I understand. Well, I was. And then she just keeps saying what she wants. I mean, I'm not saying get in somebody's faces. I'm saying like inside, know that you are somebody. Like you have Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Have That's that. A value. Have that. Not necessarily. Asking or getting into faces, pre- pressing flesh. That's you know that sure. that I. Some people just talk that way, though. Like sometimes you know asking things, people just come off aggressive. Yeah, I I was always under the you're not impression, extremely like, aggressive. You're I was like, sweet. be funny. If you're funny, they'll find you. It was like baseball. Like be good at baseball, yeah, they'll find you. I, I know wish I've that was real, it, but, I, but it's not. A, no. It's not. I just don't know how to. Move past that. I'd say it's 60% of it. Being funny? 
Yeah, well, can, actually, not even that high. Yeah, maybe I, I might go. I feel lower. like it's maybe twenty percent because I feel like I do a pretty good job of being funny, but a very I have good. Job. Literally, no interest from anyone in the industry at all. But if you're funny, you're going to keep getting some opportunities. I mean, I'm going to keep getting stage time at the comedy store <laughs> as long as the talent coordinator doesn't get switched out. Otherwise, it's completely screwed. And you're saying, for, uh, but it, but you he don't get play the game as much. I don't. I don't yeah. I, don't, I mean, I don't even know how to play the game. I'm trying to play the game. I don't feel like I'm in the game, but I try to play the game. Like I'm like, okay, if I just do this, this might happen, or if I do that, that might happen. You know, you keep trying to play, but sometimes I don't feel like I'm in the game at all. Like I, I'll try even with other comedy clubs. I'll try and go perform anywhere. You know, Jay gives me spots at the Laugh Factory occasionally, right. but it's always yeah. the worst spot. Right, and so I'm like, all right, you know what, you just got to do it, and right. I'll go, and I'll have, I'll have a good set, but it'll be at one thirty for eight people, right? And you know, I watch. I don't see seven. what's wrong with that. I have one of those tonight. Yeah, but that's here. <laughs> uh, like at the Laugh yeah, Factory, I watch seven of the worst comedians that ever lived go up in great spots. And not do that well. And I'm just sitting there waiting. And I'm like, one, why did they tell me to be here at this time if my spot's not for yeah. you know, another hour and a half? And two, I don't know if other comedians are capable of just sitting there and watching comedy. But it's it's like literally That's having someone shoot like. me in the dick having well, I, to watch comedians. Yeah, I don't watch. I go out for a walk. or, or Yeah, I can't watch anymore. I'm, if, but if I would say that... If you're doing comedy and you're saying you're not getting stuff or, you know, you get offered stage time, would you possibly go, maybe I'll change my mind set, my mind, my thinking, try it. Like, just try to – I've talked to you about that yeah. before. Just to try that, to, to feel like I'm going to be – To what, though? What? Like, uh, you always tell me attracting to be I mean, you have to attract – you have to put out that attraction. Yeah, that people want want to be around it. I'm people want to work with you. I need to figure out how to make being unattractive <laughs> attractive. Yes, inside and out unattractive. But it's it's uh, you know getting hired for stuff. Yes, being funny. If you're undeniably funny and you're doing all that yeah. and all that and the tickets and all that, selling that. Okay, that's one thing. If you're not, so you got to like yeah, play the game. And I I just think for me. I feel I get I I have gotten opportunities one because maybe I'm funny a little bit but also funny, a nice bro. guy Stop and it. I I try to again focus on the positive I was always a nice kid I got yeah. taken advantage of for being nice I'm almost too nice you know the road to hell is Could paid by good intentions mm-hmm. so I'm just saying <laughs> that's what we say that. right yeah. you know so that's exactly right so there's there's a little bit of that but I feel like. I gotta. I have to maybe not be so. I have to say no to some things, mm-hmm. and then I think some others. Maybe you could say not say yes to some things, but yeah, maybe say yes to some things. I need to say no. You need to say yes, and yes to it, like bringing this stuff in. I don't even know what that means. What am I supposed to say yes to? No one's asking any questions. What if people offer you things? He's saying, like, if people offer you to, hey, come to a party, or hey, come do my show, or hey. But yeah, that, no one's oh, asking that happening. stuff. Yeah, okay. but you're but you're obviously but like you we, go on stage and you get laughs. Yeah, so that that's a marketable skill. 
The, the extent of what I'm getting asked is uh, Erica Ligny asking me to do a backyard show in Hermosa Beach every okay. time they do one. That's the extent of the... That's a good show. That's, That's a good show. And, uh, I'm not driving two hours to go do a oh show Oh my God, in it's two hours away. It starts at five. <laughs> yeah, and I'm coming from Calabasas, so it's going to be a bit of a trek to get down there to have Ligny and Rick Ramos laugh at me or whoever's at that show. It's Marion. What's her husband's name? Andrew? Donald. Donald. Oh, shoot. Sorry, Donald. The Donald. Yeah. I mean, nice people. Great people. Again, I think that you you have to be open to stuff i don't know you have to be positive to you, you I, for some reason i'm not saying i've cashed in on things but i i get for some reason i, I just put my mindset now again i'm different it used to be like what i can bring i'm still trying to get that like what i can bring to something like i'm, I'm getting ready like you have things to pitch don't you I, I guess i don't know you have this show you have your life. Mm-hmm. Th- those are interesting stories. Yes, Everybody has a unique story. You have a unique story. You have a unique how you do the comedy. You're from Kansas. He's you Mr. Talk Mom. About you, had di- you, you mentioned that's known, right? You're diabetes. Diabetes. You do the podcast with Eleanor. You're like a Mr. Mom type guy. Mm-hmm. She's Your wife is Jewish. You're not. There's something there. <sighs> yeah. And you're you're a guy from Kansas living out in, in the in the valley. I, I'm just saying, like, there's enough there. If you really wanted to do it, yeah. you could at least come up with something. And I I just come. It's from. I don't. It has to be like from within. Absolutely. It's like I don't. I don't know how to play the game. Yeah. But I know how to be a nice guy and be a good listener. I like that. Is that you helping? Know? Um. No, it's like it's helped me get my foot in the door on things. I yeah. just don't always follow up or you know yeah, follow yeah. through or put it down on paper. So and also that we're in Hollywood. It's a fickle town. It's in thing, times are interesting here. We're not getting younger. We're not. Why, we you are look who at we me are. When you said that you no, look well, right at me, Brody. Almost like as if I'm just decaying right around now. I did. I did did like adjust. I mean, they're not videotaping this, so I can't prove it. But I'm just saying that um, right in my eyes. I think being positive. If you're if you're if you're being if you're a certain way and you're not getting results, yeah, you might as well try something different. Yeah, I even always, if it's temporary. Go ahead. Yeah, I always try to change it up a little. Like, okay, maybe stop bothering these people. Try to bother these people for a gig. <laughs> I, yeah, you know I, what I'm saying? Like, I hit people up all the time I, and try to stay in there. Hey, I'm here. I just don't think I can lie to myself. You know, about what? About, you know, changing it up. Like, oh, oh, I see what you're saying. I don't think well, you I have can, to lie to yourself in order to stay positive, don't you? I, yeah, I, don't, I can't do that. I would feel like a fraud. Uh, I mean, that, me, if you were to ask me right now, I just don't have energy and some motivation. But that's, you know, my own personal thing right uh, I, now i did like we were sitting in the green room in in tempe and <laughs> the red sox scored like four runs in a row and brody is sitting on the couch next to me and simone was with us and then brody just goes that's it i'm gonna be negative <laughs> and, steve simone and, and they ended up losing yeah and steve simone goes five minutes on the couch with ingram and brody's gone negative <laughs> i just i'd never heard brody announce that he was just going to have I'll to go be negative. negative. I can go you rogue. You were upset that the Dodgers <laughs> go rogue. did a pull. Were you upset with the coaching? I I, I, I mean, I'm just curious. Like, 
the Dodgers, and I they think definitely e- blew that. Everybody knows the Dodgers are built for the regular season. They're a machine. They'll get you to the playoffs, and once you get the playoffs, when you have some, they don't factor in human element. I don't think. Yeah. And it's all about analytics, and it's all about everything's. Oh yeah. Well, everything's been mapped out. It's all in a freaking wristband. There's not. You need no, no element of guts. surprise. You need yeah. guts. Baseball is the kind of sport that, yes, it's stat driven. Yes, it's all about numbers, but there's also a lot of ghosts in baseball. There's a lot of un, well, they're not saying unwritten, but there's a lot of, there's things happening in baseball that you can't necessarily put down. They're not going to show up on the stat sheet. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So you get these guys who are. Uh, analytics guys, they're general managers, and they're making decisions based off computers. Based stats. off computers in the press box, and they're not in the dugout with the players. They're not. They're yeah. not eye to eye. They're not in the mm-hmm. heat of the battle. I yep. get yeah. Like I get the stats said that Madsen was a good pick out of the bullpen, but after two games of proving that he's not. Maybe don't bring them in, despite right. what the paperwork says. I mean, exactly. I grew up here, and Tommy Lasorda was a uh, energetic guy, crazy, yelling. He'd From like the Weight Watchers commercials, all of that stuff. Weight Washer Watchers commercials, but I'm kidding. He was that's, a real. That's all you know. But he was a real personality. Sure. And Dodgers had great pitching, and they had look at those teams. They stayed together for all these years. That that infield, even though they're with the other manager, Walter Alston, but Tommy Lasorda really tapped into that, and they won. They won in yes. 81. They won in 88. They were a successful team. Sure. I feel like Dave Roberts, you know, um, he's a good team guy. He's an also an outfielder. He's not a, right. He wasn't a pitcher. He wasn't a middle infielder. He wasn't a catcher. So for those, pitching, they, those yeah. decisions, when you're looking in the pitcher's eye, when you know, like, I, you know, he hasn't pitched in a game before. Right. He hasn't been on those mound meetings. He's in the outfield. Right. Yeah. So, it, it, it. When you're at the World Series, at it's at the highest, you know, the highest uh, stage, the yeah. biggest stage. The last two years, that happened. See what Honeycutt yeah. thinks. <laughs> right. So, to me, <gasps> and then also here's the other thing, like. L.A. Maybe they deserve this kind of stuff. Not Whoa. Be, because they're the fans. They haven't won since '88. I know. Right. You know, Dodgers. Are kind of their their fans could be loud, but they can also be negative, and yeah. negative energy teams feed off. Teams feed off positive energy. They feed off passionate energy. They also. But I think the, they missed the boat with Dod- not bringing you in. Dodgers fans are some of the worst people of all time. My first time going to a Dodgers game, it's like two thousand and three. I don't have any Dodgers gear. You could just I'm wear poor. the Royals. It looks the so same. I'm wearing my Royals t-shirt. I have yeah. a Bob the Hammer Hamlin Royals yes. t-shirt jersey. <laughs> and you know, I'm just thinking I'm going to a baseball game. I'm going to wear a baseball t-shirt. Yep. And I spent... Like a nice little boy from Kansas. Yeah. You know, I spent at least 10, 15 minutes of my night just having people scream Royals suck at me. And I'm just like... We haven't even go played to... each other in seven years. Yeah. Yeah. But they're harassing me. A couple of years later, I go to a game. At this point, I have a Brooklyn Dodgers hat that I'm wearing. Yes. And my first ex fiance, his uncle used to pitch for them. Oh, I, I Ralph have Branca. Multiple people 
yell at me that Brooklyn sucks. <laughs> and I'm literally like, it's your team. They just moved. Yeah, you like, idiots. They don't uh, even know that, though. That's the problem. I, That's yeah, I mean, problem. some of them probably didn't. We're talking about some serious East L.A. trash, Ooh, if you yeah. know what I'm talking about. Fuck Brooklyn, dog. Fuck Brooklyn. <laughs> there you go. Brooklyn can suck my dick. My <laughs> ex is their biggest fan, and he'd be the first one to yell at you. So that, yeah. kind, of, <laughs> th- that kind of energy, baseball looks at that, and, the, and it goes... You're we're not gonna you're gonna get the bad hops. Right. You're gonna get the balls dropping in. You're gonna get because it you know freeze is gonna miss the ball in the mud and the fucking. There you go. Yeah, That's first right. baseline. And I and I, I you that couple you huge. couple that in with Hollywood negativity and the fact that the Red Sox paid for the best team in baseball. Well, you know that was the thing that excited me this year was it was just nice to get most back of the to Baltimore teams being able to buy their way to the <laughs> World Series. You know, no more of this. Bring them up from the farm system yeah, and build a yeah. team Leave shit that's been going on there. for a few years. Well, you can get you can get into the uh, you know you can get into the playoffs. With the, the the A's got in, they have a low payroll. Sure, yeah. it does happen. The Red Sox, they're the perfect. That's the best team in baseball. They get it. They they apply the new age. They apply the analytics, mm-hmm. and they keep they the old school. Yeah, sure feel. And that city does a great job with the team. Boston, you know, people, I grew up here in L.A. And I, yes, hated the Celtics, hated sure. the Red Sox. Jerry, I'm a big Celtics We didn't like the Patriots, too. Bruins, whatever. Still, like some them. of us still don't like any of those people. I don't like the Patriots. But that was a real rivalry, the Lakers-Celtics oh, absolutely. Rivalry. That was my favorite. But you go to Boston, and they are they're passionate fans. But Laker fans were really good back in the day. I'm not saying they. I, back I wonder. Yeah, I don't. I can't. In the imagine. 80s, mm-hmm. when the Lakers are winning, and also that's with Kobe. the thing with LA though. With LA, it's always if they're winning. Well, it, it's true. Because they're, they're bandwagon. Team I remember when fans. Though. When I got here, it was still Shaq and Kobe, and everyone I knew was a Lakers fan. Then they trade Shaq. Right. And the Lakers have Kobe two seasons up. where it was not great, and I couldn't find a Lakers fan to save my life. Except for Brody. And then they traded for Pau Gasol and uh, yeah. Lamar the Scrotum Odom, and they were good again. <laughs> Suddenly everyone was back being a Lakers fan. And all this time, never met a Clippers fan. Then, a couple years ago, Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, suddenly tons of Clippers fans everywhere. Yeah. Well, well, there's a there's gone like, again though. They're I really like again. Chris Paul though. But look I at know. the Clippers because of that fan Kid base. From my neighborhood, play for they're them. not they're not real. They're all from all over the place. Yeah. They're not like L.A. fans. Yeah, so right. the Clippers never win. I'm just I'm just saying like fans do matter, and especially yeah. I think in certain sports, in certain in in baseball. You know the the the, the Yankees winning all those years. The Red Sox, the Lakers back in the day, but Celtics but, won a lot too. I but, mean, just a, I mean, you're hitting a nerve there. But here's the deal: fans okay. matter. But at Sorry. the end of the day, the analytics. I'm glad, kind of analytics lost. Yeah, it was kind of like looking back on it. Maybe it was good that the the Dodgers lost that way, and people are going to open up their eyes and go, you go know back. what? Let's get some personality back in here. Let's not let the nerds decide what the fucking brutes are doing. Oh, yes. as, as much. Use it to help you, but no reason to live by the yeah. fucking and, spreadsheet. Right. <gasps> and the Dodgers, by the way, they lost in 77 and 78 to the Yankees, back-to-back World Series, and they came back and won in 81 right. against the Yankees. So 
teams do come back from this. The uh, the yeah. uh, Texas Rangers lost two years in a row. Yeah, they haven't recovered. They've been garbage <laughs> since. So, but you know that's Texas, terrible place. Oh, terrible wow. people. They are. I don't know that well. They're not great people. Some of them are fine, I guess. Are I'm you assuming. familiar with the people I, of Texas? I like Texas. Te- to me, Texans. I look at Texans the way Trump looks at Mexicans. Oh, well, that's not. Some nice. of them are probably fine people. Probably. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. My I best don't, friend was from pe- Texas. People don't like. Let's say people don't like conservative people. We'll say people don't like conservatives. Okay. Me personally, I don't necessarily want to do my comedy in front of conservative people. They may not get me. But I don't really have a problem with them. Oh, I don't have a problem with anybody. But I have a problem with people that don't get humor. I don't care what you are. Yeah. Well, there are, it's on both sides. Humor, it's yeah. on both sides. Right. That's so the if thing. you don't like, get humor, goodbye. Conservative like, will look at you. I don't, I don't like you because you're different from me and I don't get what you're doing. Then you get the, you'll get maybe the... The PC liberals. The PC liberal guys. But... I like them because they're generally more – they're up they're up to date on references. They're more open uh, to me I being uh, loose and searching. They're more oh, – they're more I, – I always say like I prefer to do artist. comedy in a, in a sanctuary city. But uh. they'll also say like, <laughs> you know, you can't say certain things, right? Sure. You know, it's like maybe they're sensitive, but I'm not really pushing that boundary anyway. So for yeah. me, I've always perf- – always like enjoyed doing the Largo shows or the UCB shows or any kind of the quote unquote alternative rooms because they were like, I'm not saying I could bully them around, but I could like push them around a little bit. They're open. They, they They're were accepting. open to it. Yeah. But politically, do I agree with them? Not necessarily, yeah. but I like doing comedy for them. That's Conservatives, I don't have a problem with you. Do it however you want to be. You know, some are more radical than others, but I don't. They don't. Uh, I'd just rather not do stand up in front of them. Ah, I, I mean, I, I'm not, and I'm not yeah. I, I, as a as a full group. Like, for example, at the Tempe Improv that yeah. night, it just reminded me of when I was a student at Arizona ah, State. I see. Jewish, born Jewish, raised Gemini. It just didn't give me <laughs> the confidence the to to go do comedy can i pull back one second mm-hmm. born jewish raised gemini what does that mean well i was i mean my parents are jewish yes but i i didn't go i was in bar mitzvah i didn't go through the hebrew schools and all that i was just jewish my family was jewish and, Got it. and raised I, gemini that, that's a, just a tagline right that's a tagline but it's I, amazing you, you I, just want gemini? It, it I am be... gemini that's and beautiful. I feel like I, I feel exactly like I actually I have more Gemini traits these days than I do Jewish traits. Interesting. Whatever the Jewish traits are, I mean, right? I don't know. Yeah. But uh, it's like a, yeah, it's a crazy world. Like, or is it? What's worse, being white or being Jewish? I don't know. Ooh. Being male, white, or Jewish. Wow. It, uh, yeah, I mean, I, that's a it triple threat. On, it depends on, I guess, what you're asking for. Because you're not Jewish. You're white. You're male. Yeah, and, and you know. I'm darker. I'm not, I'm not one of these people who's <laughs> going to sit here and, and say things are tough for for a white man in America. It's you know we we don't we no longer have the obscenely unfair advantage that we used to have, but we still have a pretty good advantage. Yeah. And so there's people who Definitely. probably just look try at least try to look down at me because I'm a, a straight white guy, but 
I can't judge them for that because I'm looking at every group of people on earth like I'm better than they are, for sure. You do? Yeah. Because 100%. he's a straight white male. Uh, not oh. because, oh, but, sorry. you know. Knowing. Uh, just knowing in general that <laughs> everyone's beneath me. I'm not going to judge someone else for trying to, you know, think the same way I think. I, I think, I mean, I guess you're joking somewhat, but I mean, oh, look, a black guy cut my hair today. Wait I had a no minute. problem with that. I didn't say, Why? can I have a white barber? Could you get me a white guy? Can Would I get... you ask for a white barber? Like, I bet you some do. I, you know, really? I went to the, a barber's uh, a barber. I went to the, what's the rock and roll barber shop? Floyd's. Flo- I went to Floyd's in Encino. The once. one with the Karate Kid yeah. mural where I got detained. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I went in, you know, story. there's like five or six, you know, not attractive, kind of fat, weird hair colored chicks cutting hair. Yeah. And I'm waiting to get my, I'm just like, which one of these beasts is going to cut my hair? And then black dude walks in. I'm like, oh, I've never seen a black person in here. And then I realize the guy's getting all of his equipment out. And I'm like, oh, this dude's a barber here? And then he gave me a haircut. Probably the best haircut I, I ever got. At yeah, Boys. they do a good so job. I, well, I would say this, like a, um, a black person might want to go to a black person because they have Certain definitely special needs different special you know. needs hair special <laughs> needs. oh my god no because it, i'm telling they got you that my, retard my, hair over i used there. to sew hair in high school like i would help my friends we would sew break. hair yeah because for it's like weaves for weaves no for black girls <laughs> so all my friends were black in high school so i used to braid hair and stuff they would bring it in bags of it and then we would just you know, because they would do it for a side job. I have somebody, so yeah, yeah, there's a lot. Do you know of, Leslie Jones? Very well, actually. I could do her hair too. The, uh, Sherry Shepard sells wigs. There's definitely she does right. Yeah, there's definitely they have a lot more needs to their hair. They get their hair done once a week, not not once. Well, yeah, I get my I, hair done I, every my, six my, weeks, maybe. You don't think my ten? beard's hard to maintain? It's difficult. Are you saying that you are in this? No, I'm kidding. My, I, I, you, my, yes, you're very hairy. Maintaining my beard is the equivalent to an African-American woman maintaining her weave. I, I don't I think to, so, but I like I, what you're I, saying. I, I believe it. I use different it mirrors. It looks great. You have it's a sharp. lot to deal with. I, I have, had it done today. I have to shave. It looks very nice. Once, Thank you. maybe twice a week. And I've gotten my hair cut one time. Yeah, in we're two too Irish. Years, so we have nothing. I got nothing to complain about. Now, at the same time, hair never looks good. You had long hair and you just cut it. Yeah, I had long hair. You had a look. I, yeah, I was trying something different. You know, okay, you like tried you said, that different. You got to you got to do something. I, I was talking to an agent in front of the the club one night, and you know, I said, I'm just trying to, you know get attached to someone who can help me out he said yeah you know you gotta you gotta do something different you know it's hollywood you either got to be better looking or more of a character look and he was clearly saying to me you're not going to get better looking so (laughs) figure out a way to look weirder so i grew the hair out didn't help at all never got any more opportunities eventually got tired of it i said i'm starting to look like you know kind of a scummy valley trash and so wait chopped a minute it off. i think you hit a nerve he knows yeah, he valley. knows what i'm talking I know about valley trash. I, I looked like oh, i was okay. wandering down van nuys boulevard i know the area the seven year itch <laughs> i know the area like so, a, that's a like a kelly leak ba- uh, bad exactly. news bears oh, yeah that's exactly that's right that's a good reference and you know i'm more of a tanner i always have been 
Oh, I love Tanner. Back to Bully, little angry, little Irish angry, kid. yeah, blonde shitbag. That's more me than first you know, little kid I ever like. You have to, you, you know, you have to be who you are. Yeah, you know how you, you watch movies and stuff, and you're like, can I relate to that person? Tanner was one of the first, one of the first young I kids ever, that I ever related yeah. to. Classic also, movie, which wouldn't be played. Would never today. be allowed today. Uh, especially that line when they bring in uh, little Tatum O'Neill. They get the little the girl, best. and yeah, he drops a lot of and tough bombs, words. Jews, he everything. says the N word. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. oh wow. He he he. he uh, I, I believe he uses a Mexican slur as well. Yes. And uh, Chipotle. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Chipotle. And uh, but it, when when you see it, for me it was. Most of the time I saw the Bad News Bears, it was on TV. Right. So I'd watch it on TBS or something, and that line is not in it. A few years ago, I watched it on HBO or Showtime. Amazing. It was the first time I'd seen it unedited in probably 25 years. And when they got to that line, I was just like, whoa. It was rough. It, it was just shocking. shocking to hear. I, yeah, because well, I'd seen the movie it's so many so times, funny. but I'd never seen it. And I got to say, really liked hearing it. I got to be honest, because I was such a tomboy as a kid. Yeah. I heard it a million times. I believe it. Because every time they would let me play, because the, the end of it is, Someone and said, now a girl. And now a girl on so, the team, yeah. It, so what words would they say? Would they call you a tomboy? Oh, for me? But that's not oh, a bad yeah. word. No, 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 no. It's she's not a bad word. She, it's just she saying was playing a with girl. the boys. I would play with the boys. So when and she would like, play, they'd use the line on her. Yeah. Right. So and now a girl like that was their big, uh, like all too, this like, shit all and now awful, a girl yeah the worst of all <laughs> is a girl on the mound especially if you remember yeah. she was a pitcher, uh, but yeah my thing is um, that Tanner uh, was my first and then the second only other time I related to a young person in a movie was Crooklyn. Did you ever see that movie? I know the Spike, Spike Lee. Lee. Movie? That little girl's my favorite. Oh, my God. That was me in a nutshell. With all I, my brothers and then fighting in the street. Amazing. I, I love that girl. I, I never enjoyed too many of the joints of Spike. Crooklyn's <sighs> uh, amazing. I saw uh, yeah, Jungle Fever. Jungle Fever's good. And uh, what's the other one? I liked... Uh, uh, there's a famous one. The one... The, uh, Sp- what of Spike Lee? Yeah. Um, do the right thing. Do, do the yeah. right thing. Yes, yes, yes. I like. I, mean, I was thinking Danny Aiello. Yeah, he was in yeah, it. Yeah. I like Son of Sam. Son of Sam that was, one good. was a good. Movie. Was that a Spike Lee movie? Yeah. Yeah, he did it. Mm-hmm. He did that. Yeah, yeah, he was in the riot scene. I loved him in that. Like I mean, Adrian Brody's great in it. Excellent. Yep. Not as great as he was in Dice season no, one. No, that's one of one of the best. <laughs> Did you ever see that? I didn't see it. It's amazing. Oh my God. It's good. I remember I watched the pilot and I, I thought this is funny. And then I was talking to Dice's kids about it up here. I was talking to Max and he was like, "Just wait till the Adrian Brody episode." And I'm just like, "It was All pretty right. badass." And you know, I'm sitting there thinking. He probably was starstruck, and he thought it was cool that Adrian Brody was doing his dad's show. And then when I watched it, I was like, holy shit. And then I watched it a second time with my wife, and she was like, Adrian Brody is so spectacular in this episode. And, and it's him. He wants to be Dice. Yeah. He's a, he's himself. Yeah. But he's, he's playing doing a Adrian role. Brody. He's like, I got to do this play where I'm like the epitome of masculinity. To me, that's you, so I just want to study you. And just how silly Dice is. Yeah. With Adrian Brody taking it so seriously, and then Dead how serious. much Dice hates 
Adrian Brody as Dice. Like how frustrated he gets. <laughs> but it's so perfect. It's so funny, yeah. But he does him so well. Yeah. It's like you forget that's Adrian Brody. You're like, what the fuck? It's a great like, actor. Uh, he unbelievable. Is. It's great. And, like and, it really was a... <laughs> Just like Dice's character not understanding what he's looking for. And so, like, you know, he's walking around showing him stuff. Oh, this is what Dice drinks the juice. This is what Dice does the fucking. And Adrian Brody's just taking it all in. And then it's like two scenes later, he's already fully in it. That's Scott Armstrong. Scott Armstrong wrote that. And he you know wrote Hangover, too. Yeah. Very funny. Yeah. But, no, but those guys, like, for, was it Zach, who's your, like, comedy idol? Comedy idol? Like, who did you? I mean, growing watch up, as a kid well, or... growing up, I loved. Uh, you know, here in L.A., ooh, she put my foot up. We loved yeah, yeah, wrestling. WWE, WWF wrestling was yeah. funny with Mean Gene was... Okerlund. Oh yeah, I think everybody liked wrestling. I started getting into. I like Beavis and Butthead in college. They were funny. Right. I always grew up on Benny Hill. <gasps> Me too. Uh, Speed it up. Speed it up. Play the silly music. Let's see what it. happens. You know, just it. all the basics. All the basics. Yeah. And then, uh, movie wise, I like The Jerk. Oh my I god, like that was on today. Yeah, it was Steve Martin. I like that sort of stuff. That would never be allowed today either. There would oh just my be god, millions so of millennials funny. so offended by. Oh yeah, just like the juggling cats. Of it. Yeah, like, oh. <sighs> Cats. So much of it would upset them. His just family. A, I was born a poor yeah, black like, child. <laughs> that's appropriation, bro. You can't do that. I liked uh, Roxanne because oh, yeah. made, everyone made fun of his nose. I had a problem with that. But this was all like, you know, growing up was more, yeah, wrestling. So not comedy. What, what not comedy. But, but, but so, based, what wrestlers did you like? Oh, just all the basics, you know, Paul Orndorff, Hogan. Yeah. The big Easy Mr. Rider Wonderful. fan? Easy Rider fan? The movie? No, no, no. Eleanor. The Wrestler? I, Easy I, Rider. Oh, that was your Rider. name. Yeah, thanks. Bro. Oh, yeah. Thanks. All right. She was Easy one of, Rider, is that a nickname? She was one of, Hello, she was one of Harley's Angels. Hello. But right now, I would say, like, my comedy life, listening to, like, Phil Henry is really good. Oh, yeah. He does a lot of voices. He's funny. I listen to, uh, you know, I listen to, like, talk radio and a bunch of comedians, but... I was just like, yeah, you're a typical kid, but I was into sports. I was into baseball. Right. I like stadiums. I like reading the sports page. Right. I wasn't so much into like comic books. I wasn't into Yeah, you're not a cart- dork. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't I like into comic board books. games. I wasn't into I like board games. I read a little bit, but not I know, don't read. I didn't like read full books. I read chapters. I hear that. <laughs> and you don't you don't need most of it. Yeah, I wasn't video games. I was like yeah, baseball. Bike riding, you know, typical oh, stuff that. growing up hu- in the uh, San uh, yeah. Fernando Valley. Well, we, we the nineteen hundreds were a better time, right? And we yeah. grew up where you played outside, where yep. you stayed outside all day. Like the minute you were allowed to go outside, you stayed out until you had to come back in. Yeah, we played outside all the time. Oh, or go yeah. swimming and played tennis and just did all that. Yeah, a lot, a lot of that sort of stuff, like physical activities. Yeah, old century. Good times. Wow! Like today, they don't. Yeah, it's rare to see kids running around. Yeah, I mean, if they're Only outside, when I go back home, they're just they stare, they're just staring at their phone outside. It's, it's yeah, but I mean, sad. like little kid, like um, like when I go to my mom's house across, she lives across the street from a playground, and so I still see kids out there. But I do notice there's more parents sitting. Kids play with you the know, kids. We didn't have. Yeah. I don't remember I, I, I think any of our give parents. Millennials and the younger generation a hard time. It is. It is difficult. I think growing up yeah. these days as a kid. And I, but I. Because the world's think, gotten weirder. 
I do think that they're they're they are active. There are they do more than we give them credit for. I think we're, they're pushing them to do. I my my one niece Shauna, she's in like fifty different things. She plays soccer. She plays baseball. She she's plays not a basketball. millennial though. She no, she's yeah. She's, she's whatever the next generation is. But even the millennials, they're healthy. They're into kombucha. They're into Whole Foods. They're mm. into that sort of stuff. So I give yeah. them credit for that for eating clean. They're into yeah. taco trucks. They're into. Is that, is that eating well, my clean? Jimmy's a millennial, and he's in in the. He plays for the Minnesota Twins. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm just saying, there's positives with them. There, not, yeah, there are all yeah. negative. Sometimes when you would think like, oh, Listen, these guys don't get it, they are. They, some of them do get it. My problem with millennials is based strictly on the fact that I'm an offensive comedian, oh, okay. and I have to see the faces of horror when I say <laughs> things that are absolutely hilarious. And you know, they're giving me, especially millennial women, they're just so high and mighty on themselves. It's really offensive to me. <laughs> what age is a millennial? Like my, I have two nieces that are twenty six. They're pretty hip. I, I think that would be the tail end of millennials. Okay. I like think sometimes they're, they're, my Alexa gets offended by things, but my Nicole, she's she's more. Yeah. They, generation what? Generation X. Th- I think that that's. What that is? I, I, th- I think I'm the tail end of that. I'm born in eighty one. What are we? Millennials Brody? start eighty three. Oh, they do? Yeah. So anyone born in 83, basically, it's uh, you have spent your entire adult life in the 2000s. That's how the the millennial got defined. So, like, I, I turned 18 in 1999, so I didn't make the cut because I, I had right? some time. And as an ad, as a, someone who could have been sent to war in the 1990s, <gasps> but... I moved here in in the year two thousand. So you were nineteen. Two thousand, I was nineteen. Wow. wow! I was a freshman in college. Well, second semester freshman year was two thousand. I moved here in ninety three. And I, I was moved. 21. I moved here in two thousand and end of two thousand and two. Wow. Yeah, I was here. I graduated college in 93, then I came back here. I took a work sh- comedy store workshop. Sandy's. You got it. Uh, oh, graduated. we should have mentioned that because Sebastian was on and he did Sandy's. Yeah, San- he did, did it also. Did she refer to it as the sandbox when you were in it? Because no. Because she referred That's to funny. it as the Or either he did. Maybe he called it the I was sandbox. In the sa- I was trying to get in the garden. <laughs> We were in the sandbox. Yeah, I would do I would do Sandy's class on uh, like Tuesday nights at R. UCLA, R. and mm-hmm. I do my two or three minutes in front of my student classmates, and I had some. You know, they would laugh at me. My jokes weren't all that great, and then I would after every workshop, I class, I drive by the comedy store here, and I look at the comedy store, and I go, maybe one day I'll I'll be here. That was nineteen ninety three. Then we had our we had our graduating. We had a, the class at the. Did you do the it in the original room we did or the, the main room? Yeah, the I remember she had it in the OR for a little bit, and then it switched to the main room, and then it was in the belly room. And yeah, and I felt like a comedian. I did well, and I did an open mic out in Chatsworth the next <laughs> night, uh-huh. and it was like complete opposite, depressing. Or <gasps> well, it's Chatsworth. Yeah, I mean, but it was like a LA Real open mic. Real Chatsworth people in there, not having a good time. Yeah. And then just the host was like, oh, this guy or whatever. It's like, I knew the road that I was, I knew that road and I didn't want to take it because I grew up in the valley and I had a problem like being told I'm not good where I grew up. I just had something like, I didn't want to start here. So I was told like, go to another town. 
So I moved, that's why I moved to Seattle eventually, just yeah. to like get out and do my own thing in a, in a brand new city. That's smart. Because I just didn't want to go through the open mics. I knew after one open mic, like mm-hmm. something's up with these people. It was, yeah. Here in L.A. at least. It's hard, I, yeah. I did a, two years of open mics in Kansas City, and it was just a great experience. It's always packed, 100-plus people. It's always a good time. Like, I never bombed. It was just always... Right. I, I was like, this is what I need to do. And I moved out here and was just miserable for a year. They lied to you and then they told you the truth out here? Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> I mean, well, that's why I went to Seattle. You get crowds at the open mics. Yeah, and and I wasn't good, but I was definitely good compared to the crap right, that right. was also on the show. <laughs> right. So it was like I felt elevated for a reason because you know, it's all relative to what you're a part of. Yeah. And then I moved out here. I'm doing open mics for like three, four people. I'm up. Uh, you know, right after Gaylord Dangler walked the three people who were there. A machine ripped their leg off. A machine ripped their leg off. Me and O'Neill and Danish and then just trash. Yeah. So it's like, you know, uh, open mic uh, and guys like that. (laughs) Did you know, but that was the path? Like, or did you... I just had to get out of Kansas. But, you know, it was depressing when I moved out here that I... No, I had to do shows for that. But at the same time, it was like, you know, I wasn't going to get better in Kansas. And I never wanted to be the guy who's, you know, driving around opening shitty-ass shows and, yeah, that's awful. you know, small towns right. around Kansas City. So I didn't. I just didn't want that life. So you came out here? So I came out here. I always told myself when I'm 21, I'm moving to New York or L.A. and... You know, opportunity arose out here where I had a place to stay. So yeah, and also when I when I came to check out the cities, it was December and it was eighty degrees. Santa Ana's blowing Ooh, in Los Angeles. Beaut. I was like, "Fuck New York." It's, yeah, look, look at the weather there. I'm like, I'm not doing that shit. I mean, you can find spots out here to perform. You, it's just I think I started out here. So. You started out here. See, I want. I I always wanted to go. But to you New grew York. up here. It's different. I yeah. grew up here. I, wanted I always to go to wanted New York to be in too. Big buildings. I wanted to go to New York too, but it was so expensive. Yeah, I don't, but now, I don't like it. Don't you don't like, like it. No. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I go now a lot. The it's, energy of New York is and phenomenal. just disgusting <gasps> East Coast no, trash people. Nothing better than it. It's so not into it. But you walk around exciting. New York City, you could feel the energy, and and people don't does, they don't care what you look like here. True. They care what you look like. What do you look at this guy? What, does what are he you do? wearing? What are you driving? Or right? is it New, New York? York get it's right like, off the you subway. Could be anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, my wife is always. We should move to New York. Yes, really? She wants to. Should look into it. I'm not into it. I don't want to. I don't want to be in New York. I don't want (laughs) to ever have to live in winter. Winter is hard. I will be honest. I I don't want to start over. I don't want to have to go try and make connections at comedy clubs. Why not? So hard. No interest. I don't want to have to go. But you're good enough that it would take quick. Don't you think? Guys do it. Yeah. I believe they do it. But he's it. good enough that it wouldn't take that long, don't but you I, think? Part Your stand-up it. is good enough. Part yes. of it to me is uh, uh, people who go out there and are able to get in and politic their way through it are fucking people who have but nothing it, to deal with. I, I, I don't want to have to deal with raising a kid all day uh, long. Yeah, yeah of yeah, course. Yeah. It's difficult. Yeah. And then have to go, you know, politic for yeah. six hours to try and get up and do eight minutes somewhere and then... 
you know, get two hours of sleep and have to do it all over again. Right. Now, when you came here from New York, you already had a, like, you were already somewhat of an established comedian. The, the second time. Not the, obviously not the first time. I'm going to go check in. Oh, I told her we were down here, but go ahead. Yeah, when I, when I moved back here, well, yeah, when I came back in 2000, I was, yeah, six years in. So that was my plan. So you already had, but that's what I'm saying about him, like, he, He's been doing it 15 years. Right. So so if he went to New York and he hit four clubs, just so they would know him. They would be like, oh, this guy's phenomenal. And they Correct. would put him in. They wouldn't be like, all right, come back next week and try it again. Yeah, he's at the he's comedy way, store. He's, everybody yeah. would vouch for him. He's way well, too well established. He, he just, he does get like, I, I understand he has a kid. That like you and I are. We don't have kids. Nah. We can like, well, we kids, we're free spirits. We can run where we could stay out all night. I don't yeah. even have a dog. Do you have a dog? No. Yeah, I'm the worst. I, I don't have a goldfish. I'm so nothing. you could stay out. Let's stay out. Do not. I could. You know, after this, I can go to the improv. You know, you're you're a hustler. You're always out. Doing, and how do you do it? Do you have the energy for it? Did you? Sometimes I don't, but most times I just push. You know, and believe, like Brody says to do. Uh, right. No, but you know what I'm saying. Like you go. There's nights if I don't have spots. Like say I don't have a. I don't get a spot. Uh-huh. That, that'll freak me out, first of all. It does? <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, oh, shit, there's a night I don't have a spot. And then that night, if nothing comes up or if, you know, nobody hits me up, I'll go out to the Laugh Factory or the Improv. Like the store I'm already in with. Right. So the those ones, I, the, well, the Laugh Factory I'm in with. So I guess more the Improv. But I'll make it a point to show my face gotcha on an off night it, yes and mostly at the improv or the laugh somewhere other than the comedy store do you ever this take, is my home do you, do you ever take a night off like oh, i'm just gonna stay home and chill and rest if i have to write or something and and i don't have so i will but it's rare it's very rare i hate staying home yeah but i have no life other than this Right but sometimes now, right I can now. go home and just like make myself go to sleep and get up early the next day. I'll like try to go to bed early yeah. just to get up early. I see. I have try to get, to get up, up early. early. Every day. He gets up early every day. For you got a kid. Yeah. So, to what me, time does she get up? That would. Uh, she usually gets up between six and seven, <gasps> and then now st- fucking stupid daylight savings time ended. Which, I was going to say, is this bad or good now? I mean, it's it's you bad can trick because her better. She, she wakes up now. You know, six thirty is now five thirty. So, oh. like this morning, she woke up just before six, and you know, technically it feels like it's just before seven, but still, I'm just like, well, that's gonna suck. But then tonight, she was insanely crabby early she because she it. was she was feeling like it was already time for bed. But you know, I'm, I'm trying to adjust her to the the dumbest. Invention of all time. Why do we still do this? I don't this? know why. Why do they know. do daylight savings? I don't listen. Know. You know, I'm not a Trump fan. If he bans daylight savings time from existing, You'll I could get on board. Him. I could okay. get on board. Okay. okay, that's how much I hate daylight savings time. <laughs> people don't like it. Yeah, I don't. So I, many people it just don't. A, and the, the excuse they still use is, "Well, it's good for farmers." It's like, what are you talking about? It's not good for farmers. It makes no sense. Yeah, the they sun is like going to come up. Either way, whatever, whatever way. it is, Arizona so. doesn't do daylight uh, yeah, savings. Yeah, I was going to say that, and I think Indiana. So wait, why, two racist states? Why was two racist states? Why was the time not different? Why are they we racist? Because they don't do daylight. It, well, we didn't go further enough in, but Scottsdale usually changes, right? 
the time? Yeah. I, I don't think confused. so. I think Arizona One doesn't. Of them does. Arizona doesn't change. No, yeah. no, no. I'm not talking daylight savings. I'm talking about when you're driving in. It's an hour ahead of California yeah. time. All right, I'm up in two minutes. Arizona's okay. okay Rick Ingram going Rick upstairs. Ingram. Okay, we'll wrap this up and we'll come up and uh, cheer you on. Oh yeah, enjoy it. We're gonna heck. So, him. how was this podcast? Was it all right? No, you're excellent. But wait, my question is: Is this? I've driven to Arizona and the time is gone. Mount, it's mountain, mountain time. time. Yeah, I've switched over. I just don't remember if it's Scottsdale or further in. The, right when the state rather, line. No, it's Arizona. Yeah, but it didn't change this time when we went. Because now we now they're off it. You know what I'm talking because about? We, though? we were daylight just there savings, two weeks ago. right? Yes. Daylight. Now we're on daylight savings, so now we fall back. They stay the same. Oh, I see. So, so now it's if we went now, it would change. It's ten seventeen here right now. It's eleven seventeen there. Got it. Okay. Because we fell back. They stayed the they same. They stay the same. We're and the then only when we, And then when we go forward, uh, okay. they stay the same, and then we connect with them. I see. I thought if I went further in because or up whatever that into the state that it changed. No, it's at the state line. You're right, because now I'm thinking. I remember driving with Dan Madonia to do a gig with AJ Jamal. Uh-huh. This was a while ago. Yep, yep. And um, my my phone switched, and I was like. Oh. Automatically. Yeah, but my car didn't, you know. Because it's manual. And I was like, damn it. And I was like, oh, no, we're. Because I remember we were driving. We were like, we better speak. <laughs> we might... You got to factor that in. People <laughs> go, forgot. it's a five-hour drive. No, it's six hours. Yeah. Because you got the time. Yeah. Completely forgot. I get so confused on the Arizona time. Even I went to school there. You know, I don't. I still get. Are they on our time? Are they not on our time? I get confused. But I'm telling you, if I if I book that gig, if we can get Rick to take a night, another night, we'll do a one nighter over there. Yeah. That well, the reason fun. why Arizona, by the way, doesn't do doesn't do the daylight savings is because in summertime they mm-hmm. want it to get dark early, so they stay on California time. Oh. In the summertime, they want it to get dark. They don't want Why? it to stay because it's so hot. Oh right, 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 right. So that they're on oh. they're on California time in the summertime. I was just this one time I was working at the Scottsdale Laugh Factory, and I decided that I was okay to go for a run walk kind of thing. And I was like, yeah. So I put sunblock on. I think it was 118 degrees. Uh oh. What I like an idiot. I, I like I just wasn't thinking, and I got to the point. I I did like four miles, and I went into a um, Marshalls or a Target or something to just get water and air conditioner because I thought, oh my god, I'm gonna die. I've never been that hot in my life. Yeah, and I had to buy a shirt to cover me because the sunblock I had on just melted. Like there, it was the sun was going through. Yeah, so I had to buy a little thin shirt to wear back. And then I, I got a juice and stuff, you know, like replenished replenish. myself. And I was like, oh, my God. This is You're the in the one. desert. It's dangerous. <laughs> I didn't. There's extremes. I, I keep thinking California is a desert. Technically, it is. I mean, we are. Like Death that. Valley, uh, Joshua Tree, Mojave yeah. Desert. But we built on it so much that it's just. You go outside California. You go outside yes. L.A. like and 30 you miles. You're it. in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And you feel it. But in Arizona, you really still feel it. I mean, that is the desert. <laughs> it freaked me out, dude. I was like, damn. I called my niece because she was living with me at the time. And I was like, I might I might die. I don't know what to yeah. do. Like, And she's like, what are you doing? 
<laughs> I mean, that's one reason why I went to school out there is because the it's out in the middle of nowhere. You're, yeah. you're, you're, are, I uh, like Arizona. You're Pretty away cool. from everything, mm-hmm. and it's big skies, and it's you can see forever. Yeah, and I just I like that part of going to to be in, yeah, in the desert, deserted. Yeah. We filmed that pilot in Arizona that I was talking about. Okay. That I did, which was amazing. Some weird, and we were late night on property that like this girl has like five or six acres or some crazy shit. Yeah. And there was nothing, nothing around for miles. Yeah. And I was terrified because I keep thinking snakes. Uh, yeah, you they've know, got scorpions. all that. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I got panicked, but. I did it and I left and it was fine. Yeah, that's a great thing about just I was again one reason why I went out there. Just you could breathe. The streets yeah. are big. There's space. Whereas here in L.A., you know, space is at a, a premium. Oh, yeah. well, Getting the, that way, it's like New York City. It's almost like New York City. It doesn't have as much culture as New York City. I think that's. But just in terms me. of the population density, now L.A. is just now. I mean, it's, it's not bad. like New York, but it's yeah. Moving in those directions. Now they're starting to utilize every single space. Like, you, yeah. you ever notice that in New York? You're like, wow, they have used every inch of this place. Yeah. Like, there's something in every That's corner. why they just keep building up. Yes. Because there's nowhere to go. Like, right. otherwise, there'd just be no streets. I think that would be cool to live in a high-rise, like Me a, a skysc- skyscraper in at New the York. top. There's just something about it. Well, one day we'll make enough money to buy one. Who knows? And then we'll go back and forth. But I just know when I was a kid growing up here in the valley, yeah, I just always wanted to be. I saw those, you know, on TV, you'd see those big buildings, or you'd see those crowds walking the streets of New York, and you go, "I want to, <gasps> I want to see that. I want to see what that's like." And then just growing up, you know, seeing how uh, electric it seemed like crazy. Yeah, oh, as a kid, I would take the subway there to New York. Yeah. So it took the you know go right through Jersey, get on a train. Yeah, it was so quick, and it was like eight dollars. You yeah. know, sometimes I'd take the bus, but it was longer, and I just loved it. And I would go and hand my uh, picture and resume, headshot oh, resume. Yeah, there's so. Uh... I tried. I definitely tried to go there first, but it was so expensive. I just think like you have to believe. You keep doing your stand up. Yeah, and just stay focused, I think. Just be, you know, you do your podcasts. I should you, write more. Writing I guess is you, could always, you could always write. I could write more. You're doing shows with Dice. That's yes. a great credit. That's great. Dice from? But a Star is Born. A Star is Born. In my heart, I was like, what? From where? Dice from I was going to say Brooklyn. But yes, A Star is Born. He was so good. Did you see it? No, I need to. Yeah, I mean, it's a chick flick because I guess, well, no, I guess it kind of goes, if you think of the artist part of it. Right. It's kind of everything. And Bradley's really good. And I know yeah. you're friends with him and he's a big fan of yours. So I think you would really I need to see it. love him in this because he put his whole heart and soul into it. Like to the point where the album is number one. That's what I hear. Yeah, and it's a great I singer. Ha- yeah. I have it. I have it on my phone. Like I don't buy stuff like that. You know, I mean, I buy Eminem. I buy Jay-Z. I'm an idiot. But I have this now. Star is Born album. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Because it was so good. I mean, she's brilliant. She's a great writer. Mm-hmm. And she's a, a phenomenal singer. But he, they do a duet, and it's phenomenal. He's good. He's really kicks ass. And he worked for four years on it. Four years to learn and to perform in front of big audiences. That's a big deal. Yeah. To just do a movie that's one hour long. 
Wow. You know what I, I mean? Go, I got to go see it. I got to. Yeah, you'll really be impressed with him. Seriously. And, and then you have reason to contact and say, hey, Bradley. Saw, saw the film. Great job. Yeah. Enjoy. I hope you're, you're buying what to shine your Oscar with. I just I just feel like sometimes guys don't return tax or they don't That's see okay. it. Or, it happens. Know. But it's sometimes they see it. Then they get busy. Do you ever do that? Like you, you're in the middle of something. You look like I, I got two texts while we were doing this. I looked at it. Probably one I'll return because I'll remember to return it. You right. Know? And I'm not even that busy. Can you imagine how busy they are? Yeah. So you have to think of that like they see it and they know it, and then maybe like a couple weeks or. I should. I I feel like I have some regrets and like not following up on certain things or not being. I just got to be, uh, you know, be more a part of it. Sometimes but wasn't Zach Galifianakis so like intrigued by you that he's kind of doing you in Hangover, in that he wouldn't curse, in that he. Um, I don't. I mean, maybe the cursing, not cursing thing. Possibly, it might be an homage to me. I. Th- that's what I'm saying. Like, I really believe that. Like, he was a big fan of yours. Yeah, we did a lot of shows with Zach. I mean, when you perform with somebody, you're going to sound like him a little bit. He's going to sound like you. I see like little things. But I think he just like loved you so much. Like, or nice still guy. does. I yeah. was a nice guy. Yeah. I still am. I just want to get my energies back and get like... I think you will. I think you're going to be huge. I don't understand. You think so? Yeah. Absolutely. I'm just mellow. Lately. Everyone should like... know Brody Stevens. Stephen yes. Brody Stevens. Rather. But, you know, getting up on stage and performing, you got to have that energy. And I've Didn't been you do like... a special? I did. And is it out? Can it's out, get yeah. It? You can find it on iTunes. It's on Amazon. Dude, I, I know it's the funniest thing because I've seen you here a million times. And so... I know what you put into it. And- yeah, Brody Stevens live from the main room. I do my late night yes. show. Oh, that's so perfect. So I set it up like um, the audience didn't know. Right. So I just captured me doing my late night set. Almost- but I said it was my special. Yeah, but it's almost like uh, Day the Laughter Died with Dice. Yeah. Which is one of my favorite specials because they didn't know they were in a... That's one of my favorite comedy albums ever because it was eight people in the right. audience. Yeah, and you can hear them clinking and clanking dishes. Exactly. And, and it, it, there's this guy just yelling with no material. I mean, you didn't do that. You have I material. Did some <laughs> you do yelling, but you you have material. Yeah, I have material also. Yeah. yeah. He so, was like just talking shit to people, and picking on eight people. <laughs> But yeah, okay, was, so uh, they can get that. They can get that. They can find that on iTunes. They can find find it on Amazon. That's great. And I did that, and that's you know I, that came out back in June, so it's been out for a little while right now. But it's I get good feedback on it. It's amazing. And it, it kind it did. I feel good that it did capture what I did and what I do. It's pretty pretty accurate. It's not like the most amazing thing there, but I felt like it captured. Um, what I had been doing in that room for a while, so which is great. like just trying to be funny in the moment, even though you have like, yeah, 20 after the show's basically done and there's 20 people in the rooms <laughs> busted out. And you do that a lot. And I love it. I think that's the hardest work doing that last spot in the main room and keeping people. And do, you get to do like an hour. Yeah. I get to do up to an hour. Exactly. He only does so that lucky. with a few people. And it's like you and Holtzman. Holtzman, myself, Don Barris. Don Barris does it a lot in the original room, yes. That's Don about Bar- it, yeah. really. And that is, uh, I go up there and I just try to 
have a good time. Mm-hmm. And I know that I don't really have a time, too much of a time yeah. restriction, yeah. so I could relax. And everyone seems, you know, some people are tired and they go. I get that. But, and then also people are there to see it. Yeah. And then some people get, that some people are there, sometimes because the shows have been really good, like overall, mm-hmm. I start with like a lot of people. Yeah. So sometimes those people like, they, they were like, comedy so popular, they don't know when to, because it's attracting different people. They yeah. don't know the protocol. Like they don't realize they can leave. Yeah. So sometimes you're getting people in the show that because the crowd was so so many people, they're still there. Yeah. What and you, you get that great leftover. Yeah. Know, we're going to stay till the end. We bought a ticket. The comedy store is known for. Yeah. We still have those guys. The end, we still have those which guys. Which I love. Like I said, those ladies that I met with at Funny or Die, they, they come and they stay till the end. They knew you. They knew all the work. They know Dom Barris. They know all of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I I love that there's actual young industry people that love the idea of this place and how long it goes. Mm -hmm. You know, and how we do go till two in the morning, sometimes three or four Mm -hmm. in the morning, depending Mm on how late the shows go. Saturdays, the shows go late. Sometimes I leave here at 2.30. Don's still on. Yeah. So... It's an amazing place. Everyone should come here. I think the late night, because you're more relaxed, yeah. you can you can be, find your voice when yeah. you're in that, when you don't have that pressure on you and tons of people like in there, when it's scattered. And yeah. you still have great comedians coming around. You still have Certainly. great funny minds hanging out in the audience, too, and playing around. Mm-hmm. And this is late night stuff. And it's fun. Yeah. I like it. I love it. And it's, uh, you know, and and just because it isn't packed and just because it's not prime time doesn't mean that it's not funny or comedy or, you know, interesting. Yeah. If you have to get going, you keep uh, no, you're going just, on. I think there's a podcast after us. That's oh, okay. all I'm nervous about. But, all right, yeah, we should uh, probably wrap it up. I think we're like at an hour now. But I love it. I, don't, I could talk to you all night because you're one of my favorite we're getting, people. We're getting into a flow. It is a flow. It's a great flow. But you're like one of my favorite comics here. You know that. Well, thank you, Eleanor. The great Brody, Stephen Brody, Stephen. Stephen Brody, Steve. Because that's Steven my real name, Bro- Stephen Brody. You know, know every, everybody re- knows that. I remember your sister outing you here a long time ago saying She that. came to the club. My yeah. Brother she Steven. was like, Stephen. And I'm like, why does she call you by your last name? And this, I was just a waitress here. And you're like, no, that's my real name. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I like that, though. But did you make it Brody Stevens because, like, in school people would call you? Everybody always called me Brody. They I mean, always my mom would call me Stephen, obviously, and my sister and right. certain friends. But most people called me Brody. So yeah. when uh, I knew that. Yeah. So I, I, I like the name Brody. People call me Brody. And then I was thinking when I started to do stand-up, what would be my stand-up name? Because Steve Brody was a baseball player. He wasn't. He, oh. he wasn't a comedian. That was me. Okay. I wasn't a comedian, even though maybe I tried to be funny with my friends. I was funny with my friends and of course. all that. You know, but Steve Brody, Stephen Brody, was a baseball player. Right. So I was thinking like, but people always thought Brody was my first name. So I said, oh, if I do comedy, I'll I'll keep Brody as my first name. So that's what so I said. Funny. So I just always thought, like, what would be a good name? Brody something. Then a Brody Stevens. You know, everyone figures out. And, and so Brody Stevens, they like that name. It's kind of a fun name. I love it. But when people would say it, it wasn't me. I knew it wasn't me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm Brody. 
and I am Brody Stevens' character. It was like kind yeah, of, uh, you know, a uh, amped up version. But sometimes people would be disappointed when they go, oh, your name's not Brody? Oh, they'd be disappointed a little bit. But it's so, still your name. It's still just my your name. Last name. Yeah. But also a couple other comedians have done that, switched it around. I felt of like course. it wasn't original. So that so two reasons irked me in a sense that one it wasn't original, two it wasn't it was kind of like not an alter ego but like an amplified version right. of me. So then later on, I don't know, five years ago, I started saying Stephen Brody Stevens. So I started. <laughs> I love that. I started combining Stephen Brody with Brody Stevens. Stephen so, Brody Stevens. So yeah. Brody protects little Stephen. So got so, it. So I'd rather have people be. Confused, like what does that mean? As opposed, oh, your name was. <laughs> so now they're not. They don't feel uh, lied to when I say my name yeah. is Stephen Brody. That's when they hear Brody Stephen. They go Stephen Brody Stevens. Now they're just confused. There you go, as so, they should be. But I, I have like... fun with it, and uh, you know, part of, part of it is doing these podcasts. And you have your own podcast. Did you start a new one, or is this the old? Because you've had one for a long well, time. Well, I've had one for a while. I did it on the Feral Audio Network, which turned into Starburns, and that was the Festival of Friendship. Okay. That was more one-on-one interviews, that sort of thing. Then I went to All Things Comedy. Yes. I said, let me do a sports podcast. That's Combine our Combine the two. Yeah. Festival of Sports. But I also feel like on the Festival of Sports, I don't always go into sports. I go into different topics. I go into different areas. Oh, okay. So I'm trying to maybe still figuring out, am I going to be the Festival of Friendship or am I going to be something else? And because the but festival, you're still with all things. I'm still with all things comedy, yes. But when I say Festival of Sports, I feel like I'm, it's a little limiting, limiting for me. A little hmm. bit. Not that I wouldn't do sports, but festival I don't want Festival of Brody. Festival. Bingo. Yeah, I there like that. There you go, that. Festival of Brody, FOB, something like that. <laughs> Why not? I love that. FOB is great. The I bet I do need. A, I do need to come up with a title that is catchy. Yeah. And Festival of Sports, again, like I said, a little too. I don't want to give people the wrong idea because a lot of shows I don't even talk about sports. I just talk about. It's whatever. funny. We talked about sports on this podcast, and we usually just talk about the comedy star, which. Is- we did mix the comedy store in, but yeah, we talked a lot. Yeah, about we really didn't even think about it. We didn't really talk about the comedy store all that much. I mean, a little tonight. bit. We mixed it in, but we all have been here so long. The comedy store that is that you know we talk about everything. Yeah, does that yeah. make sense? Like, I mean, I've been here since '93, Rick two thousand and three, and then two thousand is when see? I got passed. Two thousand is when you got passed, but you were here back in the day, nineties. So. Yeah. I well, I you know in the eighties, my mom dated uh, her her future husband passed away. Jack, he lived over on Altaloma, right here at Sunset yeah. Altaloma. So in the eighties, I would be at his apartment. We'd go over there, and out on his balcony, you could look and see the comedy the, store, the comedy store in the Sunset Strip. So when I was a kid, so in the eighties, I'd always see the lights of the comedy store. So I knew. Something was happening here. I wasn't ready for wow. it, but something was happening. And then even so, when I did my workshops, I'd drive by the comedy store every night. And that was back, like I said, back in like 1993. So there's there's always been that, you know, magic about this place. Yeah. And it is magical. That is a fact. 
Because it is, it's, it's just anybody's welcome. Are you funny? Any, you yeah, can the, be here. The door is wide open. There is no, I, I've, I've had people say things like, oh, the comedy store is racist. And I'm like, no, there was one guy that was mouthy. Which guy? Tommy was a little mouthy. Okay. He, was, he would say some not nice things to people. And I get that. But you can't ever say that the comedy stores, right? Especially Mitzi Shore, or the Shores in general. They just the door is open, and funny is funny. They yeah. don't care what color, size, gender. They didn't give a shit, you know. Especially Mitzi. She any if you were funny, you were funny. She didn't care, right? And um, you know, she did, she wasn't like no this, no that. She, never. Tommy would just say stupid words to people. Because he was an idiot, but that was it. Like, other than that, if you were funny, Tommy didn't bother you too much either. Yeah. You know I, what I'm I, saying? I yeah. didn't have, uh, you know, I was, I would, I was Well, good... you were already here. Yeah. But I'm saying new guys coming in, you know, and the few uh, black guys that I, specifically black guys, I'm saying that, I'm trying to think if he messed with any of the Mexican or Hispanic I don't know if he did, but I know for a fact, like two guys that I recommended, that he was pretty <laughs> negative to. Yeah. And said some off-color things, if you will. But it, that was just him being an idiot. Right. Like the so actual Florida. club, that's not fair, that the club got, like, a lot of people. I heard, what's his name say it? Um, the one who got in trouble for uh, Def Jam, Russell Simmons. Yeah. Yeah, he's getting in trouble for Me Too shit. Right. But he's like, comedy store is racist. And I'm like, what? He said that recently? Yes, he said it loud like a year ago. And I was like, dude, you're judging it on one it's idiot that had an encounter. This club is not racist. This club is funny as funny. Everybody is welcome. Everybody's We're the welcome. land of misfit toys yeah. in this goddamn club. We all, none of us really fit in anywhere else. This place, for some reason, we feel at home. Yeah. You know what I mean? They still, like, on some of the lineups, they still, like, on Twitter, like, even last night, some girl was complaining, like, not complaining, but she just said, like, no girls on the lineup kind of thing. You Again? Get that? Again? Is Tripoli here? I don't know. I think they were after us, but anyway, we were going to wrap it up. He's back. Now How was ready? it? You guys started romancing. We did. He started making we started, eye contact. Uh, there yes. was some definite. We were uh, Brody mancing. There, there was some. There was some chemistry. I, I had a feeling. There was heat. I was upstairs on the stage and I was like, "What is that?" I don't think you had a set. I think you. What just is that pheromone explosion think, coming I from the basement? I think you just wanted to give me the opportunity. That's right. You gave me hey. the in. Bros Wing before man. hoes, dude. Yeah, he there was saying go. that um, somebody complained last night that there wasn't any women or Just not enough Twitter. women. Just like Again, there's only two women like, on the they, they always do it. Someone the other day was like, oh, so no women are allowed to go up before midnight? He was like, shut up, loser. Some dude is trying to act like a feminist because he's some cuck. When in actuality... The women probably were like, I can't go up until later because I have spots at other places. Or I'm no not one available. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. People don't know. Males. But That's right. sure enough, you know, Johnny fucking good guy is out there on Twitter <laughs> trying to show the world what a fucking free thinker he is. It's like, oh, thanks for pointing it out. Why don't you go back to your fucking job serving coffee to okay. losers at a production company that hasn't made a movie or a TV show <laughs> worth a damn. Yes. Rick just got off stage, people. He's <sighs> I'm charged it. up. You he is. How was it? it? Was it a good show? Was it fun? They're they're all right. They're good. I, you know, I didn't care for them, but <gasps> they were all right. Is it packed? 
It's it's pretty close to packed. Sunday nights are like uh, I like you know wild cards. Yeah, because they don't because they could be a little it's a lot reserved. of foreigners. A lot of yeah, a lot of foreigners because maybe they didn't go out on Friday night, Saturday night, yeah. or their or it's family night too. I'll take mom and dad out on a Sunday. Yeah, night. and it's also a lot of uh, it's a lot of people who you know flew in today probably. Right, uh, get a jump on the week. Yeah, so but but they're they're okay. That's all I'll say. I didn't I care like for them, but they were okay. Well, I don't go up for a little bit, but I'm excited to yeah. be here and perform. Um, we were just uh, we were talking about Brody's special that people can get that. Yes, uh, what was is that Amazon now? Where's it? You can find it on Amazon and also uh, iTunes, Amazon Prime. What, it, that was supposed to be a, a CISO. CISO. So oh, that went away. Right. So it, now, did you get paid from CISO? And then you get to resell it because the company, yeah, something like that. Yes, that's cool. So I lucked out. That's really you got good. in. I wish yeah. I, I wish I would have gotten in, but the comedy store just kept lying to me, Brody. They did. They kept saying we're going to do a special, we're going to do a special, and then they just never did a special. And then they told me you can't rent it out. We're not doing that anymore. And then next thing you know, you're doing a special. Someone else is doing a special, and I go, "Wow, why are why are they doing special?" Oh well, they, they decided to to let some people. You should do be specials. doing a special. I agree. No one has let me do a special. I even ha- I even had ourselves. a financial backer at one point. Yeah. And the comedy store told me, "No, you can't do a special here." And then they came back and said, "You can do it, but we're producing it." And then, sure enough, they fucking lied to me. And they just kept pushing it back. They just kept pushing it back, and now it's not even a thing anymore. So we're gonna do it somewhere else. I gotta find somewhere else to do it with Polly. <laughs> Polly at one point <laughs> offered, you know, no money, but we'll film this thing, dude. We'll do it at Flappers, bro, and then we'll sell it to YouTube's. <laughs> That's what he said. Yeah, I go. What? Wait, why are we doing it at a different club? No, nah, dude, you don't need the comedy store. Flappers is where it's at. I go. I won't do. I won't do Flappers. If they paid me a ton of money. That's such a garbage club. It's a rough place. No, dude. Flappers, that's where it's at, bro. We'll do it over there, dude. It's not my favorite, but I like the people that run it. like Flappers. The people are nice. They're trash. The the people that run it? Yeah. We don't pay anyone but the headliners. It's... They it's don't a make circus any money. over there. Yeah, they it's shouldn't make any money because their comedy club open is a pile of trash. <laughs> I'd rather do a show at Pizza Rev over there. You know, Ooh, Ooh, I like Pizza Rev. I like pizza. So they have a good sound system. <laughs> that's what it's all about. Pizza Rev has a good sound system. Well, yeah, they are. They have a good uh, acoustics. How yeah. do you know that, Rick? Uh, I was just naming a random restaurant. I How do you the know area. they have? Do I was they just do... playing? I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He, he just, excited. He's a like, yes and man. He knows how to right. do improv. Wrote, yeah, he's thinking, an improver. Like, do a show at the uh, Pizza Rev, and you know they do a after party at uh, Sharky's. Yeah, Sharky's, uh, Qdoba, anywhere but Flappers and Burbank. We're gonna go back to Kansas City and do it there. And Express has a great little uh, bringer show. Okay, yeah, I'd do it in okay. the. I'd rather do it in the bathroom. I've at Panda. seen. But but they have to stay open at ten o'clock. None of this nine thirty bullshit. Yeah, what's with the nine thirty right. closing? Trash people. That's what's up. Really upset me. On Who that did this? Panda me. Express. Who? Wait a minute. You guys eat Panda, Panda Express? Express? Yeah. I, Why not? I, I I only saw Brody tweeting that. 
Panda Express was closed at nine thirty, and he was very upset about it. So it's embarrassing. You don't you don't walk. That in. is a hat. Yeah, that's a weird. Because if, if you're coming up like on it's a nine might be, if it's nine fifty nine, I don't want to go up and pull the door and look like that guy. Yeah. But nine thirty, you're thinking no big deal. Oh, you're closed, dude. Panda Express is so weird because you can go in at like nine, or you can go in at eight forty. And you'll be like, oh, you don't have any more orange chicken. They're like, no, we're done. It's like, you're open for another 45 minutes. Get the orange chicken going. Yeah. Don't pull this shit. Just it's right cause... up there with the, like, shake machines being closed. Oh, at that... McDonald's. They're not closed. That's yeah. right. It's not being cleaned. That's I want right. my chocolate shake. Yeah. I yeah. agree, Brody. I don't like that either. When, but... I, when I worked at Dairy Queen, we kept the machine running until we closed. Ooh. And then you had to stay open for another hour cleaning up. But you know what? It says open, so keep the machine going. The shakes are always the machine, and it's getting earlier and earlier. It's like eight o'clock, seven o'clock. We're cleaning the. Oh the, yeah, that, they've lost a lot of business on those freaking. They've lost a lot of teeth because I've punched people yeah. over shakes. Yes, you don't close that. I like the. I like to get the. Uh, uh, Sundays. Yeah, forty billion served. Well, it could be fifty billion if you didn't have this crummy policy. It's a racket. It is a racket. All right, I think there's other people because they're wandering around. Okay. It's All supposed right. to be Tripoli, but I don't know. He's not here. Someone else. Oh, All he right. says we can keep going. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, it's getting late. We did a long time. Check Brody out Brody on everything. Brody's yawning. Yep. He's upset. The Panda Express is closed. Nine thirty. It's, it's ridiculous. And I went. I went to. Pa- I went to Panera. Everything's Pan. Panera. Panda. Yeah. Pan Am Airlines. Pandering. Pandering. Mm-hmm. And I got a sandwich and chips, a little combo. Yeah. And a, a small drink. $45. It's like 10 bucks, and it was like an appetizer. Yeah. It was like oh, not enough food. You don't go there because, you know, they have they have sprouts that they serve on some sandwiches, so we all got to pay an extra $40. For so I went to Panera to try and, like, be a nice guy, and I'm starving. <laughs> Everyone knows Panera's where the nice guys go. That's why I do and not I'm respect them. Starving. Yeah. You know you see a uh, Panera, Pantera. God damn it! Whoa. This guy's good. This guy's good. I, I think we have to close Pantera. on that. How yep. are we going to follow that? You Nobody can't follow, can follow that. You can't follow that much pan. You got it. You got it. All right, guys. Thank you Thanks so for much listening. for listening. Rate us. Subscribe, all that stuff. Listen to Brody's podcast, uh, the Festival of Brody. Festival of Brody. Yes. yes. That's the name we want to call it. Okay. Uh, used to be Festival of Sports, but either one. Festival of Friendship. Yeah. Oh, I like that we'll one, that. too. That's, FOF that's, we'll is good. Back to. So this was good. Thank you very much. Thank I you, had a Brody, time, for coming. And I we learned a lot. You. We talked, communicated. Romance. Romance. We did it all. Brody-mance. Thanks, guys. Thank In you. Bye.